Hello and welcome to Nintendo Pals Podcast, episode 65. Tonight, we're talking the latest free update to Mario Golf. We're talking big savings on Nintendo Switch games. And we are talking about a rumored Chrono Trigger sequel? Chrono Cross thing? (laughs) It's a remake of Chrono Cross. That's what I'm trying to say. All of that and more. Welcome, welcome to Nintendo Pals. I am one of the Nintendo Pals. My name is Andros, or that's what, that's what I go by here. And I am joined by my fellow Nintendo Pal co-host and all-around awesome guy, Micah. Yep. And we are also joined by super special guest. This is one of the co-hosts of Nintendo Fuse Podcast and Switch Mania Playcast. And one of the founding members of Premium Edition Games, Barry Carenza. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Hello, everybody. I, I, there, there was a lot to say there. I'm so glad I didn't mess up uh, <laughs> any of the, like, mix up any of the uh, various things that Barry works on. I mean, you are quite legendary in the uh, Switch gaming space. There's a, there's a lot. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that. Well, I'm just a guy. <laughs> I I have got to say that it is it is quite funny how uh, it came to be with you coming onto the show here. So I had I had seen you follow us on Twitter uh, a, a while back, but at at that point I did not I did not know that you were um, one of the members of Premium Edition Games, and. I was looking for new podcasts to listen to. Uh, I went through all of my regular podcast <laughs> podcast feeds and was going through and saw saw the Switch Mania Playcast logo and was like, "That logo looks very familiar." Like I've seen this, I've seen a picture that looks very similar to this, uh, and, and I'm assuming I'm assuming that the person that does your Twitter profile picture is the same that did the artwork for or mm-hmm. at least did it in the same style I was like no. I was like wait this this guy follows us on on Twitter wait I know th- and 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 then come to find out that uh you know sort of mutual friends uh in the podcast space with uh you guys had just just recently hired on Phil Summers to work on a project for mm-hmm. for premium edition games and i uh, i just been like part of with the nintendo dads community they had phil summers on and so it was like all these like pieces fell together and i literally i'm literally at home i go to my wife and i'm like you know i think i should reach out to this barry uh carenza guy and see if he'll come onto the show and so i go on to twitter to do that only to find that barry had already reached out to come on to the show a week ago and i did not see the message 
Oh, nope. oh, that was embarrassing. I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Um, yeah, so... Stuck up Nintendo pals when you respond to my message. <laughs> yeah, but the funny thing is, so I I have DMs open on Twitter, but it still puts them through like a messaging filter that you have to like click in to see new message requests, and I just totally missed that. Uh, but thank you so much for 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 wanting to come on. It is hilarious because that all happened like the same day. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out to Barry see if he'll come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, you know, I reached out and cause you know, I started listening to you guys and I was like, Oh, you know, we're, we're doing series three now and it'd be great to get on and talk, you know, and talk about that and just talk, you know, video games. And, and I was like, I'll reach out. And I never got a reply. And I was like, all right, you know, we're probably busy or, you know, I know you guys are busy guys. And probably, then I get your message. <laughs> probably not, uh, just dumb. Like, like, <laughs> like it ended up being, I'm just like, not I gave you the benefit of the doubt. Okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, no, it's all on me. I am bad at Twitter. That is that. I'll I'll, I'll own that. Um, well, you know, with that with that out of the way, Barry, wh- how how are things going for you? You know, we just we're filming this episode two days after Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. So did you, did you have a great holiday? What what did you do for Thanksgiving this year? I, I did. I had a great holiday. I uh, it was quiet. It was just uh, my wife and I and, and my my father and a cousin. It was just a nice small little gathering, which is which is good for me. I, I just enjoy sometimes having a little more quiet. And uh, you know, got watched a little eight bit Christmas and uh, relaxed, which was Dude, a nice to, little. I need to see that. It looks so good. Was <laughs> it, it good? Is. You like it's it? It's cute. I mean, it's is it like Academy Award movie? No, <laughs> but it's a it it's, speaks a lot to my childhood and I think to a lot of other people's childhood. So uh, I did that and uh, that was nice. And, you know, been been so busy doing, you know, different podcasts and things with premium and and shows. So it was nice to have a have a nice, quiet night. And of course, I followed that up by doing uh, we did a premium edition Twitch stream last night. And now. Now here I am again tonight. So, you know, it's like back to it. I, back to it. You know, it's the holiday's over for me. Let's go. That's, that's that is that is pretty great. Well, uh, Micah, you you've been also uh, fairly fairly busy over the holiday break. How how has that been going for you? Yeah, it's been good. I've had my whole immediate family together first time in in quite a while, in a few years, I think. And uh, it's actually been a little louder than normal because I have a couple nieces here as well and they're still pretty young are we gonna get a guest appearance especially at 6 40 in the morning (laughs) the first well the first day they they got here they're like so excited they didn't end up and there's also some slight uh time zone differences but they didn't end up falling asleep until like two in the morning oh boy and then one of them wakes up four hours later and comes into my room and tries to get me up i was not having that (laughs) yeah uh my my kids are are morning are morning people as well. Uh, my my daughter wakes up like six a.m. almost every day. And uh, for for Thanksgiving for us, we went and visited a family uh, that has a rental not a rental like a vacation home that they own about three hours from here. And my grandparents came down. And uh, my great aunt and great uncle came with them. They're doing like a family vacation, and then also doing. So my aunt, uncle, it was it was actually a fairly big family gathering, which I have not had for Thanksgiving in a long time, uh, probably since since I got married. So 
it was it was a fun change of pace uh but this the bedtime routine got all thrown off because we're all staying in one room in this house so i i have three kids uh and all <laughs> i learned this i learned this week that my daughter does not have a whisper voice she does not know how to whisper <laughs> <laughs> does, does does not and so six six of the morning she's like oh oh someone's awake someone's making noise and we're like I'm like you're making the noise you're awake shh <laughs> wake up everybody else it was it was fun though uh we we had an absolute blast um yeah and of course the food was delicious where we we uh this this is my aunt is um an amazing amazing cook like she it's not quite a career but could be like like and so this was a really really good thanksgiving dinner uh and it was it was crazy because because we're at someone else's place they're hosting we bring a dish and then we don't have to like do anything it was it was it was wild it's the first thanksgiving in a long time we haven't had to like make our own turkey do all of the do all the stuff um but yeah yeah so we did not uh stuff a turkey for for a thanksgiving episode micah we decided against that we didn't want to put micah in any sort of uh danger <laughs> in the kitchen yeah, I'd, I'd somehow hurt myself doing that <laughs> uh but following so immediately following thanksgiving was uh black friday so i was thinking maybe for our first segment of our show which is the what you play and we could also maybe talk about if, if we snagged any deals on black friday so let's let's head into the first segment of our show and that is what you playing all righty so barry as our guest what what do you want to highlight that you have been playing lately? Uh, it's, I wish I had more time to play, but I'd say the main game I've been slowly working my way through is Shin Megami Tensei Five uh, for the Switch. Uh, just a phenomenal RPG. Uh, so much fun. Difficult, but not too difficult. Uh, like it's, it, it makes you want to keep coming back, even if you fail. Like, no, I'll get it next time. Uh, that's probably the main thing. I'm still working my way through all the Animal Crossing updates, which they've uh, had a ton of. I'm in the same so boat. I, have, I, have not, <laughs> so I haven't gotten everything. I mean, yeah, yeah, there's just way too much, so much to try and hit in like so... any sort of quick time period. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's a lot. And uh, playing a little Pokemon Unite as well, like the daily stuff. I'm still still enjoying that. You know, just nice. fun game. So if I, if I can ask, how many hours are you into Shin Megami Tensei? Um, probably eighteen, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how long it is. I don't know how close I am. I'm probably not going to finish it. And the only reason that is, Endwalker comes out in a week uh, for oh, Final yeah. Fantasy fourteen. So yeah. that's going to just absorb my life for a while. Our buddy uh, Red Mage, who was on last week, was like, "Yeah, I gotta, I gotta finish all these games before Endwalker comes out." <laughs> It's it's funny how games just yeah I I'm in I'm in the similar boat where like feels like I start a game and then it pushes everything else to the back burner and then I'm starting another and it's you know that's how the backlog builds up and I have all these half finished games like my Thanksgiving plate of half finished every <laughs> every dish yeah oh no you you gotta suffer through and eat everything on the plate even if you want to die afterwards <laughs> that's that's how you game as well isn't it like you're like I've got I've, oh definitely. 
well, what what have you been playing lately? Have, have you been suffering Actually, through? Very little. I think the only thing I've uh, played this last week is Metroid Dread for the stream when I showed off a little bit of sequence breaking and also getting lost. Because yeah, now looked... that I was sequence breaking, I had no idea what I was supposed to be doing. You looked incredibly like you weren't lost, uh, like the whole time. Like I, I was. I'm. I watched that stream uh, that Mike was doing. I was like, "Holy cow!" Mike is incredibly good at this game. Like you were moving so much I've... faster than I ever moved in that game, and just like, just, just owning everything. Like it, it was like nothing. Nothing could stop Samus when Micah was in control. Whereas when I play, Samus is very much tripping over her own gun arm. And like falling into walls, stuck in rooms. <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah. It helps when you've beaten the game like five times at yeah. that point. So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, was, I mean, I was I, other than having to, I potentially soft locked myself at the very beginning using a some glitch where you can shoot through a wall. But I'd done the what I thought to be the same thing yesterday, and I knew exactly where to go afterwards. But so after that first like forty five minutes where I just had to restart the game, it uh it went pretty well, but yeah I don't even think I've played any uh Pokemon Unite this last week. I usually play it a couple times a week. Yeah, last time I hopped on it was like the day after Decidueye came out. I think that's how it's pronounced. Maybe yeah, that just <laughs> yeah. the most recent one. Yeah, uh-huh. so that that's a fun one. I enjoyed that that Pokemon character. Well, it kind of transitions to I I did pick up and have played the new Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, uh, and uh, I'm loving it so far. It is an extremely faithful remake, meaning it's basically the same game. Like if you're looking for anything different uh, than than the original, then you probably will be maybe disappointed. But I'm not disappointed because the original game I think is really good. Um, maybe one of the reasons I'm liking it a lot more is I'm doing a Nuzlocke, which is my second time, uh, <clears throat> the second time ever doing a Nuzlocke. I, I did one for Pokemon Fire Red and made it up till, uh, Victory Road and then just fell off playing. <laughs> but this one I'm hoping to kind of make a regular stream thing. So I will hopefully finish. And it is so fun, and it is so much more challenging than I was anticipating it would be. Like, uh, I am doing a, a the added rule of no Pokemon centers. So I I, th- I was thinking like this will be challenging because I'm gonna I'm gonna have struggles finding like healing items to heal my guys with. But no, the the challenging part is running out of PP for each move. And you don't get those restocked. And finding elixirs in the wild is, like, doesn't happen. You don't find any anywhere. So I've, I've employed some very interesting strategies where I've done things like learn a TM, then overwrite that TM, and then learn the same TM again so I can have more of the same move. Uh, to to have like good odds against the gym leader and uh you know farming in specific areas so yeah that that's been really fun but yeah dig digging that uh and then i'm also playing through still 
Wind Waker, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD, and that is super fun. I want to play. Here's my problem is I, I'm streaming all these games and I want to play them on stream because I start them and I'm like, oh man, I want to like keep going with it on stream. And so then I don't feel like I can play it off stream. And uh, so I, I end up in these like weird spots where like anytime I'm playing a game, I'm like, I should, uh, I should be streaming this, not, not just playing this. And that is a dangerous place to be in <laughs> because uh, I can't stream all the time. It's just not, not feasible. And uh, then Black Friday, uh, I, I did want to talk about. I I did pick up. <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna really knock me down the Nintendo Pals uh, rankings here. But I picked up for the first my own copy of Breath oh, of the yeah. Wild. I have not owned oh, Breath God. of the Wild. I have played well over two hundred hours into that game on borrowed copies of the game. I'm currently borrowing Micah's copy. I was borrowing before our, our friend Eli uh, lent lent me the game. Played. I was actually played most of it on his Switch. Actually. Yeah, at that, that point you didn't even have a Switch. Yeah, I was. A, I I came in the year after the Switch came out. I've always been a Nintendo fan. I I made up for it. I got a day one OLED. That's my that's my redemption. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it was twenty six dollars, brand new. Like absolute steal uh, i got it from gamestop yeah, insane. and then i also got uh, a tom nook shirt for nine bucks from gamestop black friday deal i didn't really pick up anything else black friday yet i'm looking at a lot of the digital sales going on in the e-shop and there's a lot to sift through and i'm like really having to talk myself out of, <laughs> of spending all my money on all these sweet deals going on uh, did did you guys pick up anything for Black Friday, uh, game related or or otherwise? Any sweet finds? Ah, uh, you want to go first, Micah? Uh, sure. Yeah, I uh, haven't picked up anything yet, but I I think I'm going to be picking up uh, Boomerang X. Had my eye on that one for a while. Yeah, and yeah. It's down to like twelve dollars until the end of the month, so I'll probably pick it up after uh, all my family leaves in the next couple days and try it out. Yeah, digital nice. sales. I think end on the thirtieth. I think is the thirtieth. Yes, you got, got a yeah, couple to double days. Check, don't like, how many days do I have? Yeah, don't forget. I, I should theoretically be picking up on the 29th. I like to leave it for the last day because then if I forget, it's like it was meant to be. I wasn't meant to buy that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, let me let me tell you. So we, we were talking earlier about like games, like feeling buried alive in games to play. Um, like. I've 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 started. Uh, I'm I'm in the middle right now of a Breath of the Wild speed run. It is not going fast, but I'm trying to cook every meal in Breath of the Wild, and that's like a, a, a my goal. And I'm I'm so close to the end of that. But doing that, I've backburnered Pokemon. I've backburnered Wind Waker. Uh, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing's way back there now. I'm like, man, I need to get to that. And I also have all the N64 games from the new NSO that I like still need to jump into. Like, it's I just have so many things to play. So as I'm sitting there at Walmart holding Xenoblade Chronicles for $35, I'm like, I can't get this i will not be able to finish it i just don't have the time and i have a little bit of you know, buyer's, if, buyer's if, remorse <laughs> if you put that back i i lost a lot of respect for you because you know Blade chronicles is one i of the best did i put Switch. it back barry i'm sorry wow, i can't believe it i can't believe you haven't played that game yet andros 
I was so close. I, that's that's the one. So we have a question later, and that's that's the one. It's on my Christmas wish list. But I just know I'm not going to get to it, and I'm not going to finish it because it's a long game. I know that, and I'm I'm excited to try it because I've heard such great things, and it seems like one I would really enjoy. But the time commitment in in my old man age. I just don't feel like I have the seventy, the seventy plus hours I need, and for that for that's for regular people. I'm slow, so it's going to be like a ninety hour game for me. Oh, I was sad. I sat there for a long time holding the game, going, "It's thirty five dollars." I regret. I regret it now. Yeah. Very, 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 just sad. He's just going to hop off now. I'm just going to leave. Why did I even come on this show? (laughs) Disgracing Xenoblade like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Xenoblade. I I do have Xenoblade 2. Still haven't jumped into that. Oh. Probably won't. (laughs) Wow. Micah, you can't stop. You stop. You haven't played them either. Yeah, but I also haven't bought, like, any games recently i've been very selective yeah on the budget well uh i guess this transition us transitions us well into the next segment of our show so so why don't why don't we jump in let's talk some nintendo news so big savings on nintendo switch games uh if you're on digital e-shop it's up to 50 percent off on select digital games through the 30th of November, and that ends at 11.59 Pacific time. So we get some extra time here. We we can get it in uh, here on the East Coast. We can get it in December, but you can't on <laughs> Pacific time, Micah. Um, I'll have to keep that in mind. I was planning on waiting until 11.55 to fully make my decision to buy it or not. Yeah. I am. I I honestly haven't had a time to like look at the eShop. You know, it's been go 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 with family and stuff, and uh, between stream podcast and and prepping for for the show, I just haven't got a chance to look at anything on the eShop. Uh, yeah. Any anything has anything jumped out to you guys? Or you guys got your eye on any uh any indie titles? Uh, I don't buy anything on the eShop. Um, everything I buy is physical, as a physical collector. What? I don't so, believe it, Mary. No, I just. What kidding. about non? What about non-physical released games? Um, the only one well, I that, actually that's did when, purchase. That's when he is... comes in and he physically yeah. releases it, Micah. That's, yeah, that's see, his the, thing. The, the only one I did was uh, the Voice of Cards from Square because I played the demo and like I I need to own this and I really wish it did have a physical. And I've reached out to Square, but nothing yet. Square has um, been making such questionable Square. decisions on where they yes. release stuff. I mean, 100%. that whole the whole Pixel collection being yeah, that, that um, not on the Switch. How is that not on the Switch? What the oh, heck? oh what it makes me it makes me so sad. It, it it just it just like blows my mind how bad of a decision that is. Oh, terrible. But no, I mean, for me, if it's not physical, I probably won't touch it. But at the same time between nintendo views and premium i'm also playing a lot of digital games because you know just either review codes for nintendo views because publishers will send me review codes uh, and then for premium we're you know talking with a lot of developers and playing games and 
on deciding if this is something we want to pursue a physical on and start the discussions. So I am playing a lot of digital games. I'm just not purchasing them. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's even better. Yes and no. <laughs> See, it is better, but you know, when, when you have to sit there and go, all right, here's like five games you need to play through. What are your thoughts? You know, you can't be like, oh, this is an epic, you know, RPG. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to relax. You have to look at the game from an objective point of view, uh, change it up a bit. And you it's also weird. have to know, like, you ha- now, now if you, I want to play like SMT5, I can't because now I have to play another game or multiple other games. So it does change the perspective and I have to give, you know, I have to give fair shake to them too. So I have to play them long enough to be able to make a decision. And when I have to review yes, a game, enough. I have to play them even longer to be able to review it. I can't just be like, well, I played it for five minutes. It sucks. It's, or, or, or you know, it's like, I have to be like, all right, you look. play for four hours. It sucks. Well, you know what? And that's true. You know, there are times where it's, you know, I played it for a bunch of hours and be like, you know, I just couldn't get into this game. I tried. And that's a, that's an actual review. But, you know, sometimes games have taken over and I'll be like, I don't want to touch anything else. This game I'm reviewing is just too good. And that's happened too. Yeah. Mike, Mike and I have, have done our, uh, a, a good, my, well, I've done a good amount of, uh, review codes. Yeah. You just recently got, a I think I've done one. And, um, yeah, it's, it, it, it really is a mixed bag on the type of game you're going to get might not be, be something mm-hmm. that you would have interest in normally and sometimes yep. that's a good thing like sometimes i i've discovered on switch that i actually am really into puzzle games like i i didn't realize how much i enjoyed just a, a good puzzle solver until doing reviews for for games like that and we've been reached out to by indie indie uh publishers and developers to to look at at games and I can say that there's a lot of stuff out there that is very good that just does not get seen. Nobody's going to see it. And, uh, yes. you know, they're reaching out to people to try and get more spread. But, I mean, we're not a huge, you know, we're not, we're, we're not like the 10 we're, million we're releasing We're releasing three games like that right now that are available. Yes, yes. You wanna, do you want to, well... I'm, I'm wondering if we should save this for a community corner, but no, let's talk about it right now. Why, why, why don't you talk about some of the uh, the games that you guys are releasing for uh, Series Three with yes. uh, <clears throat> Premium Edition? Ah, uh, sure. Uh, so uh, for those of you that are just discovering us and, and this uh, conversation, uh, you know, thank you for for you know paying attention. But uh, <laughs> as a physical publisher, one of the one of the things we want to do is we want to. Uh, give attention to games and developers that uh, we feel don't get the attention they deserve, plain and simple. And the eShop, much like, you know, the Steam Store and and PSN and Xbox Live, uh, there's just so many games every week that most people, it's impossible to play them all. It's impossible to know them all. Uh, So most of them do get lost unless... They somehow go viral and then they just get to the top of the list and everything else just gets buried even further, uh, which is disheartening, unfortunately. So, you know, it's our job to try and find the cool stuff. And 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 if we can work out something, bring it out physically to a whole new audience and get new attention. And, and I always tell people, look, if you're a physical collector, this is great. If you're like, I, and I've talked with a bunch of people, oh, on the Switch, I'm only digital because I carry it around. That's fine, too. You do you play the way you want then purchase these games digitally because these games are 100% worth it. The developers deserve the attention. Uh, as long as you're supporting the developers, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I'm happy. But uh, if you like physical stuff, 
then we try and make the best packages we can to honor the games uh, that uh, we we have the honor really to to bring out. Uh, so series three consists of three titles this time. Usually we do two. Uh, we we have got Cathedral, which is a 2D NES style Castlevania slash Metroid slash Zelda adventure with some Shovel Knight thrown in there. Yeah, it's this, this brawling world uh, with a bunch of different areas, and it's pretty open-ended. You can, you know, go most places unless certain certain areas you need certain items. Uh, challenging bosses, just a ton of fun. I think I put 40 hours into it to 100% it. Uh, I just fell in love with this game. Uh, I just, just couldn't put it down. I was, like, waking up. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to game and play some Cathedral. Uh, it's so good. And I'm so glad that we we're able to bring this in. You mentioned Philip Summers. Uh, he is doing a mini, you know, game guide for the first part of Cathedral. That's part of our retro edition. Which, as of this recording, we actually have one in stock right now. Just one. It's our last one. Uh, oh, wow. So, so literally down to the wire. Um, beautiful, beautiful edition. All of our, all of our editions also. They, they do come with slipcases and sleeves, full color manuals, uh, full color inlay art. Uh, and a challenge card, where if you complete the challenge on the card, which is a challenge right from the developer, will send you, in the mail, a physical patch for you to put on your clothes or put with the game. It's just our way of saying congratulations. You get it's like a badge of honor. merit badge, man. Yeah, that's that's really a, so cool. a badge that's of honor. So rad. All of, our, all of our releases have their own challenge and their own patch. Uh, the second game we're doing is Phenotopia Awakening, which you want to talk about games that just disappear from the eShop. This this game we I've wanted to talk about for so long because we've had it. And this one, so this one, uh, you know, I've re- listened to the latest episode of Switch Mania Playcast, and this one like had my attention right away. So I, I went out and, and looked this one up. Um, I don't th- I don't think I purchased it yet, but I'm, I'm going. I'm planning on picking this one up. Just there's like four retro so in stock right now. That's okay, it. Okay. Four retro. Um, the uh, this one is a 2D 16-bit style with like pastel colors beautiful fluent motions it's a zelda 2 style sprawling open world adventure this one's like 60 hours long this is a huge game with a lot of puzzles side quests bonus stuff to do upgrades uh it is just a masterpiece and this is one of those titles that came out and just sank on the eShop. no one bought it and the developer had been approached by two other companies before us and they were ready to sign this game and they asked what are the digital sales and the developer was like they suck and they backed away they said well we don't want to do your game then uh so when we approached them he, he was like no you don't want to do this game you, you thanks for reaching out you don't want to do it the sales suck and we're like we don't we don't care what the digital sales are don't we think what i want to do we, exactly we <laughs> think this game is amazing and we had to convince him we literally had to become cheerleaders like convince him like no please let us do this game we want to do this game justice and when we did he actually had a bunch of unused art and he had a team of artists ready to go. He, he always wanted it to be physical. Uh, so all the artwork you see between the premium standard and the retro, it's all from his artists and his team. Uh, and some fans, actually. Uh, he commissioned some fans uh, to do some art. So that's all him. Like, he, like this is the game he really wanted. This, you know, He wanted like a chibi keychain in the retro edition. We got him a chibi keychain. Um, so he's getting his dream game. And this game is absolutely worth your attention. Just like Cathedral. Uh, just a, a true masterpiece. And uh, then the last game we're doing is Mighty Fight Federation, which again, not many people are talking about. This is a 3D arena brawler, a la Power Stone on the Dreamcast era. Uh, just a, a ton of fun. It's up to four players at the same time. 
Uh, you've got 11 original characters, and then you've got Toe Jam and Earl, you got Ukulele, you got Kunio and Ricky from the River City Ransom Kunio Kun series, and then you've got Miriam from Bloodstained, uh, all in there as well with stages and stories, and it is just wild. It's cross-play online with Steam, PS4, and Xbox, uh, rollback netcode, uh, just a, a, a true blast to sit down and play and have some fun with. And if you enjoyed Power Stone, you will enjoy this. And and we modeled the whole retro edition and, and the you know premium standard edition around Capcom and Power Stone. Uh, the the nice. retro box is modeled after Mighty Final Fight from the NES. The soundtrack CD is modeled after Power Stone, the the Sega Dreamcast uh, first release, the US release, and the slipcase is modeled after the Power Stone collection for the PSP. Um, all these games are open pre-order until December 16th. Uh, so it's $40 for the standard and 60 for the retro. The retros are limited to 500 on the website. Mighty Fight Federation is really close to selling out. And like I said, we actually sold out of Cathedral and uh, Phenotopia. And for Black Friday, we put 50 more copies up, and they are practically sold out. We wanted to to give back to the everybody due to demand. And we're like, all right, you know, some people did miss out. We want to give them a second chance. Uh, so we're happy to do that. But and I'm just happy for these developers because they are phenomenal people and very, very talented. And all three of these games are absolutely worth your attention. Yeah, on Phen- on um, Phenotopia, Micah and I have talked about... Uh, we, we talk a lot about Zelda on, on the show. <laughs> Sometimes a little too much. Uh, <laughs> but we, we always talk... Let's talk about how Zelda 2 falls kind of low in the rankings as far as like favorite, like best Zelda games, but how the concept is so good and it needs to be redone. Little mm-hmm. did we did we know, did I know that it has been redone. Indie, mm-hmm. indie developers have already taken that up. And <clears throat> Phenotopia is that. Yes. It is, oh, it yeah. is Zelda 2 taken and perfected. So, uh, if you're a Zelda 2 fan, and I know we have a lot on our show that actually love Zelda 2 and, and love the classic uh, style Zelda games, go check out Phenotopia. Please, oh, yeah. Please do. They, they, they the, deserve that. The, it comes with a two CD soundtrack and the retro. Like, there's so much beautiful music. All, all the games have, have beautiful music, but like Phenotopia is, is it's like the darling of the series. It's, it's kind of swept up everyone. We went into the series, everyone was like, oh, Cathedral, because we teased it. Everyone couldn't wait for Cathedral. And now a lot of people are like, Cathedral's great, but Phenotopia, did you see that? Like, yeah. like, And it's true. It came out of nowhere. No one, no one expected it. And it's something that we've known for a while and we couldn't talk about. And all I could tell was like, oh, just wait till Series 3. You're going to get some really nice surprises. And then Mighty Fight fell into our lap. We weren't originally planning on doing it. And they're like, oh, it's done. Because one of our things is all of our releases are complete on card. We don't do downloads. We don't have updates. We make yeah, sure guys, the developers I mean, are done with the game. Yeah, y'all put the heavy emphasis. I mean, like it's it's all about the physical collecting. And if it's not done, it's not. It's, then it's not. It, it's not physical. It's not really physical. Right. Right. No. So we when we we got Mighty Fight Federation, we were talking with the developers, and we said, "Who else are you adding?" And they said, "Miriam's the last character." So we said, "That's it. You no know more." He's like, "No, no more." So I said, "Okay. Well, now." If that's the case, we can make this a Series 3 title. Otherwise, we were just going to tease it. Because when we got Robot Name Fight, which was part of Series 2, we teased it with Series 1, and it was going to be Series 1. But Matt uh, Bittner, the developer, told us, oh, I've got a big update planned and working on all this stuff. So we, we delayed it. 
because we wanted to make sure that when people got their carts, that big update was included. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good call. Yeah. So premium edition games. I mean, you guys, you guys do fantastic work over there uh, and work with an amazing crew of artists and um, game developers and, and just all, all around. I, I mean, like, it seems like, I, I don't know. I, I just hear <laughs> absolutely nothing but praise everywhere, everywhere I go and see premium. We're, games. we're trying to, you know, we try to raise the bar uh, at the local cons. We were called uh, the work, the new working designs or the working designs of the switch, which, uh, you know, head of production, Jeff uh, is running with it. So like, if you take a look at the pictures for like cathedral, for example, you'll look at the manual uh, it's a black and white manual, and it looks really nice, but it's not really black and white. Everywhere you see white is going to be foil. Uh, so it's it's kind of like running with it. We're going to do that with the working designs foil. We're going to have some uh, really cool stuff. And we're, we're always shooting to raise the quality on all of our products. And, uh, you know, we're, we're always looking for artists. We feel every piece every is a canvas, and we don't want to repeat art. We want to reach out and we've reached out to artists in the community just like you know smaller artists we have we have internal artists too uh erica who's amazing we just got a new artist on the team that's doing mighty fight federation uh, amazing amazingly talented guy uh, but we also reach out to other artists uh famous like paul e niemeyer who did mortal Kombat, has done five of our slipcases now and then uh other artists that just like hey i'm a local guy i don't really do a lot but here's my art if it's cool and you could do something in the style we need uh absolutely you know we want to showcase it yeah there there's a lot of talent out there for sure for sure um well thank you so much for thank you so much for talking that up we've got we got a bunch of questions in the community corner that are addressed towards more more questions about premium edition games sure and so so we'll we'll jump over to that but let's let's uh hop back over let's let's talk some more nintendo news uh barry did you pick up mario golf no i picked it up but i have not played it you haven't played it yet uh well they did just release the last free update for this is how the wording is last free update for mario golf super rush which uh, includes new characters. You can play as Wiggler and Shy Guy. Plus, there are new courses and new modes, uh, including like a target golf mode and like I think it's it's a target golf. Or is it, I might be mixing these together, but like there's a one shot one putt mode where it's you, you know you got like two shots per per hole. Um, I have got to play i didn't talk about this in what i've been playing because i played so briefly but i did play on the new course uh which is very it feels very reminiscent of like a rainbow road course from mario kart it's every course is a character so if you're looking at it from the map you can see mario um and the different shades of green uh make up the different parts of his character art and uh the courses are very it's a very cool if it feels like mario golf i know a lot of there were a lot of uh criticisms towards the original levels looking very bland and looking very like this is just a golf game it's not a mario golf game there's not enough of a mario flair to it uh this is definitely mario flair on both the new courses so i'm i'm pumped for that and wiggler as a playable character never thought i knew i needed that 
uh, but I did. It's it, he's great, actually. He's super fun. His special, he gets really angry, turns all red, like in the games when you jump on his head, and and hits the ball, and it like does this like spread explosion type thing, uh, and it's it's very cool, very well well designed character. I haven't played a shy guy yet, but shy guy is probably gonna be my new main. I love shy guy. Play as shy guy in Mario Kart exclusively. <laughs> yeah, Micah. Mario Golf. You haven't picked this one up. But I have not. Are you, are you tempted now? Wiggler. Uh, I mean, <laughs> not going to lie. Wiggler isn't tempting me that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that I mean, was your like, favorite Mario character. If it was like a Goomba Stack, then I'd be tempted. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, if yeah, if Goomba Stack can get a PhD, he can play golf. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's true. He probably does play golf. That's what he, he's a doctor. <laughs> doctor Just not professionally. Play. <laughs> place golf on the side uh and then the only the last last news item we have here oh well wait i, I do want to i do want to talk to you guys get your guys opinion on this so last free update to mario golf makes it seem the last time they used that specific phrasing uh was in animal crossing and they're like this is the final yeah free and then update. 17 seconds later they <laughs> told us about the paid update yeah so my question is what could they add as paid DLC that you, do you either you guys think they can add anything that would be worthwhile? Um, and do you want that? Or do you like, what are your thoughts on, on DLC for Mario golf? Uh, I think you might be onto something. Uh, it very well could be a paid DLC coming out. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, at the same time, if you look at like Mario Tennis, they had free DLC for a while and then it just stopped. It was like, this is the last one and nothing else came from it. Uh, so they very well, I mean, Camelot could be working on something new. Just like we were diverting all resources to a brand new game. Mario Strikers? Maybe. <laughs> oh, for real. Well, well, Mario Strikers was what, next level, right? And Nintendo yeah. now owns next level, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess that one wouldn't be Camelot. Camelot. I mean, they could do a... Golden Sun Four. They could. I'd be okay with that. Oh. I'd be perfectly fine with that. <laughs> That's what they're working oh, on. I'd be so hyped. You know, I, I, you know, talking about like these free updates. I think these free updates are great to, you know, expand the longevity of a game. But I really would love to see them at the end of their life cycle. Do like a Nintendo Selects with all these games and have them be with all the DLC on the card, like a, a real complete version, yes. kind of like what they did in Japan with Zelda and Splatoon Two. Uh, do that everywhere. Just here it is, Mario Golf. On uh, twenty bucks, comes with all the free DLC on the card upgrade. You know, you get the people who are going to double dip because they want it complete, and then you're also going to the, the newer players that are like, oh, I didn't pick it up before, but oh, now for twenty bucks, I'll get it, and I get all the free updates ready to go. Nintendo like selects me. need to come back for sure, for sure. That was a great. It was a great program, a great way to. I I th I would go as far as to say that it introduced a lot of people the series that they would not have bought and and led to more successful games on the switch well do you think the nintendo selects was the ideal way of doing it or you know or was it the player's choice which they was before the nintendo selects and yeah i don't know i don't know uh i, I don't re i like my memory on player's choice is really bad i, I don't remember too much uh about yeah. what the differences were before before <laughs> player's choice there was classic series which was what they did in the nes and it consisted of only four games 
Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't even remember that. Oh, what, you what, don't? Games, what games were that? Were, were those? Wait, 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 wait. Is that? Um... No, you'll just have to tell me. I don't remember. I don't. Remember. It was it was Zelda one and Zelda two, and Punch Out, and oh my god, why can't I think of the the fourth game now? So they re-released those as Met, classic uh, Metroid. It was Metroid. Yeah. So like the Punch Out was like not Mike Tyson's Punch Out, but Punch Out was Nintendo Selects. Uh, Zelda one and two were on gray carts, and they were Nintendo Selects. And Metroid is a yellow label with Samus like with her arm cannon up. As opposed to the, the like the eight bit, you know, sprite work that oh, the original release yes. was. Okay, yeah, yeah, those yeah. Were Ninten- those those were the classic series. I didn't realize those, those were like a separate series. I, yeah, I had a banner that. on top of the box in a red banner. It's a classic series. Yes. Uh, okay. So that was like the precursor to Player's Choice on the SNES and Game Boy, which is a precursor to Nintendo Selects. And what are we gonna get now? Nothing. Who knows? <laughs> We're gonna get nothing now. No one uh, selects. They they don't need to. Everything's selling too well. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It would be really cool. I it, it seems like we're kind of getting some of these like steeper discounts on on Black Fridays. Uh, but still, I mean, it's nothing like Nintendo Selects. Nintendo Selects were a, an incredible deal on 3ds, and uh, Nintendo Selects was also Wii, right? So yeah, it was that was it was it was Wii, 3ds, and uh, Wii U. Yeah, we we you. Uh, those games were all <laughs> were were a lot of games went on Nintendo Selects because I Wind Waker HD I got via the Nintendo Select ver- version of that and it's like twenty bucks. It's crazy cheap. Yeah, yeah. I I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful we see something like that come here. Uh, but Mario Mario Golf for paid dlc uh michael what what do you think you would you do you think that would be a good game for that oh uh, yeah i mean i think it they could add at, at least new courses and probably new characters i don't know if they'd want to add new modes in that i mean it would definitely be temp- more tempting to get it if it had new modes but i think a lot of people wouldn't like that yeah the i i think for me, the only thing that would make sense, because Mario Golf is, it's not Mario Kart. It's not Smash Bros. This isn't the game that I would think first off, like, let's put some paid DLC for this game. It's not Animal Crossing. You know, there's 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 these games that are kind of on the front front lines, front runners, uh, really successful series that make sense to me to do P- paid DLC for. But Mario Golf is not one that I would think would get that. So if they do... I think it has to be something kind of big. And for me, I think that would be like a crossover. So let's do a Zelda course with Link and Zelda as playable characters kind of thing. Uh, or maybe they add like Sonic and do a Sonic course. Something something along those lines where it's it's a, a big crossover event, not not a more Mario. Something to make it special. Yes. Would be awesome. Or as paid DLC. Because, I mean, I, I'm just kind of thinking to, I mean, even Animal Crossing would be a really good fit. Like, add, add Animal Crossing characters and course. Yeah, villager. Let you upload your island and you can golf through it. Oh, oh man. That would be really great. That would be, <laughs> be really awesome. cool, but that definitely not happening. Never happening. Not for I mean, Camelot, a... let me tell you that. <laughs> what, if, what if we go back to Wii Sports Resorts Island, Woohoo Island, 
I mean, oh it's, my it's gosh. become a character in Pilot Wings and Mario Kart, so why not Mario Golf? Yeah. Yeah. Smash Brothers too, actually. And it's just <laughs> it's just the Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort golf courses. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's just more of those. That would be great. But that would be that would be a hit to my dream of getting a or a sequel or remake to Wii Sports on the Switch. It's the one game they have imported from the Wii U. Well, there's a there's a bunch still. There, there is. So it's it's the one game that kind of makes sense. I've uh, yeah yeah because like Nintendo Land, I still don't see how they could port it. I think that has I, to. Happen. I, they they could all be done, but you'd need multiple switches for yeah. a lot of them. Which they, I don't think they're going to do that. It's too that's too complicated. I think the one that has the best chance is you know X. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and the Zelda games. And Zelda games. Yeah. Yet. But those yeah. are ports. So it's, but those it's are already. Kinda, it's 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 weird. We're like we're gonna port some ports like. I There's mean, still that's... Star Fox Zero and Guard and yeah. uh, still oh, Game and Wario. Don't, please don't I really port those. What? Devil's Third. <laughs> no, I would rather. I, I, I feel like Star they... Fox Zero gets a lot of hate, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, I do. I do kind of wish it was longer. I I am one of like three people that actually enjoyed the aiming and flight being separate. I got motion sickness going back and forth between the screens. I couldn't play more than a couple levels. Oh, really? That I, like, uh, I think I think the game looks pretty, but it's definitely one of my it's it's definitely my least favorite Star Fox to control. It's not mm-hmm. bad. It's not as bad as everybody makes it out to be. That's that's for sure. I'll give you I'll give you that, Micah. But it's not as good as other Star Fox. I mean, I I mean, I genuinely enjoyed. <laughs> the controls of it. There's nothing I wrong mean, with that. More so than like the original. Oh, really? That I played so much. Well, that's yeah, a I mean, sacrilegious, I think. Wow. <laughs> I I I just enjoyed the multitasking. You can dodge something while shooting something else. It. That's true. There were, it there had like a steep learning curve, and sometimes it wasn't always easy. But I feel like the benefits outweighed. The multiplayer was fun too. Uh, I don't know if that was in, like. When we, I played, I played. Oh yeah, because when you just have someone who aims and someone who flies. Yeah, can't. Isn't that an intended design? Like there was a two-player mode, or were we just doing that? (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure that was intended because I don't know how we would just do that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hey, why don't you take it? Here, you get the half. I hold the other half. Yeah, I don't think we would have thought of that. Oh man. Um. So. Yeah, there, 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 there. You have it. Let's let's get Wii Sports. I always it always comes back to let's put Wii Sports on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we have our last news item here. I wasn't sure to include this or not because it's kind of it's kind of a funny award, but Metroid Dread won Game of the Year at the Golden Joystick Awards, not at the the Game, game Awards. Awards. <laughs> and it was Best Nintendo Game of the Year, which. I feel like is a, is an interesting award to win. I mean, there were a lot of great Nintendo games came out this year, but I, yeah, for sure, nothing tops Metroid Dread that came out this year. I don't even remember what else was in the running. I think WarioWare was up there. Um, Mario Party, Mario, like Mario, Party. Mario Golf, Pokemon, Mario Golf. I don't think Pokemon was on there because new the, Pokemon Snap. Oh yes, new Pokemon Ooh, Snap was the Skyward Sword. That's a good one, though. New Pokemon Snap is up there, but Metroid Dead Dread definitely, definitely. What about uh, 3D World? Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury was this year. Oh yeah, I don't know if you 
you could like really count that though. Bowser's that Fury is a whole new game. That's true. I feel like you, you'd have to separate the Bowser's Fury part. Yeah, Bowser's Fury but... is really, really good. It's awesome. It's a, a little short. It was a little short and a little samey in its design. But I mean, it was like, oh yeah, give me more of this. Like that. That's that's where I'm. I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing what could come. Yeah, ho- hoping to hear about the uh, the next like Mario Odyssey two. A yeah. few months after that release, but not and, yet. And I still want that too. I, I I think those should be separate things. So so it's it, this is going to be my my philosophy on Mario games here. Mario, uh, split well. It, Super Nintendo, it was a two D series, right up up till Super Nintendo, which uh, Super Mario World would be Mario Bros. Four, right? In the it is in Japan. Yeah. So, uh, and then the series kind of continued 2D via handheld with the Super Mario Land series uh, and went 3D for the N64. But then comes full circle, we get a new 2D game with new Super Mario Bros. on on mainline consoles for the Wii. So we got both 3D and 2D Mario. So they existed as separate entities. So there's now two going series for the same IP, but in different dimensions. I think there needs to be a third. <laughs> and that is the 3D land, 3D world in between. It is not 2D. It's not full 3D. It's 2.5. It's not even 2.5 by what most people consider. But it's like in the middle there. It's a 3D game designed like the 2D games. And I want the next evolution of that. Except Bowser's Fury was more like uh, the that type of control in a 3D open world hub, with just mini objectives, just like yeah. the stars. So I guess it's just a sec a second way to do 3D. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I want. I because I do I love Odyssey. I love Odyssey so much. I don't want them to abandon that type of 3D game and go full on 3D world, but I don't want them to leave 3D world out. You know. I, I really like 3D World, and I really like the I direction see that. they were going with Bowser's Fury. So, Nintendo, I mean, there's no stopping you. Mario can have three pillars <laughs> in its series, and I, you know, and that's excluding kart and sports and all of the other things Mario does. Ah, uh, uh, man. I'm seeing some chat here with we still need Mario, we still need Galaxy 2. Galaxy 2 is great. I was really, like, why? Why did that not come? Swept under the, the, the only thing I, I thought about was the Yoshi control. Because um, Yoshi control used like motion control and but also movement and yeah. like some people are like, well maybe that won't work with the the portable like like playing it portably. They wouldn't be able to do that. So So here's they... here's another like hot take on my Mario philosophy here. I don't feel like Galaxy and Galaxy Two were true three D Mario games either. I feel like they actually fall more in line with 3D World. They're very linear. Like the the level design is such that it is. I can see that you're following a path from A to B. Uh, so is... you would put you would put them with 3D World and 3D Land, and then you would have Mario 64, Sunshine, and Odyssey together. Yes. I mean, I like would. 3D games can be linear. I just want to call them like open world games. Which... Yes. Well, Galaxy was definitely not in even yeah. remotely open world. Whereas in whereas in 64, 
and in uh, Sunshine and in Odyssey, there is not a there is a path you can follow, but you do not you're you're not locked to that galaxy. You are locked to that to an extent. Like you're you're not going to be oh I'm going to go this route to get to the end. It's not a sandbox. Sand, I guess that's probably the, yeah. the best way to put it. I mean, yeah, like our Odyssey and whatnot, they give you an area and you like do what you want in it to get stars essentially now now uh maverick hunter zero in chat says uh gal I, I, I don't want you to misunderstand he says galaxy was meh compared to most marios i love galaxy I, I love galaxy i just think it's a different category than other 3d marios uh i i, I separate it in my mind and i i and people love it Pe- people absolutely I, you know, a lot of people i really enjoyed galaxy say galaxy Galaxy's great galaxy and galaxy I, 2 are their favorites 100 percent at that game a lot of people say 3d world is is their favorite uh, 3D World is great too. So I I think that you know it's just like a different type of Mario game that people like that that more linear with the 3D controls. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no, Mario Sunshine's where it's at. Maverick Hunter Zero <laughs> says Sunshine's his favorite. L- listen, it's a game. It's so good. <laughs> this is all Sunshine. A- it's it's a great game. It's just an acquired taste at the same time. I I suffered through it. <laughs> I, I did it i beat it and i'm not going back oh my gosh i had such a hard time i had such a hard time with controls it was no it was no mario 64 i mean t- i'll tell you that but but uh you mean you don't like using flood and pushing yourself on a leaf over lava and collecting a million blue coins come on uh, I mean, that sounds oh, awesome like the worst that's the part best of- of flood flood's cool flood is really cool and you know the worst part of the game is when you don't have flood. when it ended <laughs> no. no i like when you don't have flood though like it makes it more challenging it does because mario controls like <clears throat> a sponge that stops on a dime <laughs> like it's so weird it just does not it doesn't feel right you know odyssey i Odyssey's my favorite, I think. I, th- I think I've got I've got to say Odyssey's my my favorite Mario game because th- because of how Mario controls. It just feels like the like the move set is so vast and everything feels very natural. Uh you, you know, I, I never feel like, oh man, he did that. I didn't do that, you know. It was it was it all feels like things are intentional in in every movement you do. Uh level design it, it, there's some really good levels in that game but may, maybe it's not the strongest in the series i don't know i don't know we're getting into some like what's my favorite <laughs> this what's my favorite that and we do have a question about that for community corner so why don't we uh head to the next segment of our show so we can get to community corner but the the next segment of our show is actually the rumor mill all righty and today in the rumor mill uh as as i teased at the start of the show and just you know butchered my tease chrono trigger sequel chrono cross might be getting a remaster a lot of leaks a lot of rumors are pointing to chrono cross getting a remaster uh and getting a re remake of sorts and the remaster seems to be bigger than just a straight port of the game uh what are y'all's thoughts did either either of you play chrono cross love it you love chrono cross i actually have not Oh, I didn't really enjoy Chrono Trigger, so they're two different pieces. Yeah, I somehow just didn't even know about Chrono Cross for a while. Did you know that Chrono Cross is actually not the first sequel to 
Chrono Trigger. I did not know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> really? The the first sequel is a side story called Radical Dreamers. It was for the Satellaview for the Super Famicom. And oh. uh, and and a lot of it's, a, it's like a text adventure, and that's where oh, like Kid first appears, who who's in Chrono Cross. Uh, so yeah, uh, Chrono Cross. I think if you go into Chrono Cross expecting Chrono Trigger, you're gonna find yourself sorely disappointed because it's a very different beast. Um, it's part of the same series. You will have references for sure, and there's yeah, there's ties appearances for like yeah. Yeah, there's ties, but Chrono Cross is a completely different beast of a game. It instead of bouncing between times, you're bouncing be- like between worlds, and you also have a, a, an insane amount of characters that could be in your party, and you don't get them all. Like each playthrough, you get different characters, and you can. I think you can play multiple times to recruit them all. But uh, so I you, love it. Like a, a, kind of like a new game plus where you just like, yeah. keep your characters. That's yeah, cool. so you keep going through. Uh, the music in Chrono Cross is phenomenal. Like if you never played it, and you just watch like the opening. The opening theme is is fire. It is so good. Just like the opening cinematic, just just to watch that, just to listen to the music. And I do that sometimes because that song is fire. Uh, Chrono Cross is it's again it's one of those sequels that I think if you go into it's like Zelda two, right? You go into Zelda two expecting more Zelda one, you're gonna be sorely disappointed. But if you go into Zelda 2 expecting, oh, this is something new, this is a different take on Zelda, you know, diff- different things are, are experimented on, you're going to find an enjoyable game. And it's the same thing here. Going to Chrono Cross as an RPG set in the Chrono universe, but with different, you know, the combat is different, the gameplay is different, the story is different. But it's still a masterpiece, in my opinion. Yeah, there's there's a struggle that games have to like, especially when you know your predecessors, Chrono Trigger, to live up to that, uh, to live up to that hype. And Zelda Two does the it has the same problem. I I do think, I I do think that it is a great game. It's just so different, you know. Like that's yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think a remaster for this would be really cool, but to be completely honest, I'd rather get a Chrono Trigger something <laughs> than Chrono Cross. I do think it's great. Uh, I would love to see more Chrono Cross, but I, I would love to see um, I would love to see more uh, Chrono Trigger because that game has not been ported enough. Even if it's just a port, like because I know a lot of people are like, I don't, I don't want to see this remastered, a la like Final Fantasy VII remaster. But I, I think Chrono Trigger would be very cool for that kind of thing. But even if they just bring it over straight. Well, know? I mean, if you look at like Final Fantasy VII remastered, they, they changed a lot. They changed, including the core combat, right? It's like an action RPG as opposed to turn-based. You look at Square's other remakes, the Mana series. They did Secret of Mana and... More successfully, they did Trials of Mana. Mm-hmm. So if they did it more in that vein, where it's much more faithful to the original, I think it would be really cool. Yeah, I, I would love that as well. I, I would love a faithful to the original. I, I would also love uh, a complete relook at the game. I, I like those. I like both those routes. It's it seems like it's it's hard to please the fans by going Oh, it's impossible. You just by going, mess it up if you change things. Exactly. Yep. If you change things, it's like 
you've ruined the you've ruined the golden goose you know like it's 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 rough and i think pokemon decided that it was too risky to do that for a game like pokemon brilliant diamond shining pearl and they went as safe as you can go like this 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 remake is as safe as it gets guys like it is they they did not take any risks uh they added maybe a couple quality of life improvements like like xp share is automatic um i don't know if that's even an improvement some people might say that that's not good <laughs> but yeah 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 um oh question a question in chat is it <laughs> mana or mana trials of mana trials of mana how do you pronounce it guys i've i've always gone with mana yeah i usually go mana sometimes i'll do mana but it... I, I do i do mana as well <laughs> it, mana. either one is incorrect. trials of mana that's that's how we trials say of it. money <laughs> trials yeah as i say <laughs> Square that's, Enix money. Wait, that's that's my <laughs> life. That's not that's not Square's game. Um, oh, tri- trials of money. So, well, let's let's uh, move on from here while I play the while I play Frog's theme in my head. Greatest greatest song of all time. Uh, let's move on to the last segment of our show and let's head to the community corner. And we have a lot of questions in, in this week's Community Corner. I, I posted out on our Discord uh, looking for questions from the community. And, uh, you know, if you're here watching live in chat and you have you want to pitch in a question, feel free to do so. We do see those on and and we'll um, add them to the, to the list here. But our first question here actually was from last week. We just didn't have time to answer it. And I feel like this is a great one to start with. Uh, from two dollar hero asks, "What is the best cheese?" Uh, I have an answer. I am gonna go with smoked gouda. Mmm, smoked cheese, so good. If you if you haven't had like a, a smoked cheese, it's that's the that's the way to eat. I so I'm I'm kind of a weirdy. I uh, but. <laughs> No foreshadow here. I'm not as weirdy as some people in this call for cheese, uh, but uh, I don't like eating plain cheese. I I, I can't really do it. That doesn't uh, seem that weird. I uh, <laughs> I would I I have to have it on something or with something like a cheese cheese with a cracker. That that's that's how it has to be for me. I can't just eat straight cheese. I think it's a texture thing. Um, I, I don't know. But I can eat straight smoked gouda. That's that's because it's just so gouda. <laughs> bad bad joke, dad joke. Uh, oh, Barry, what what is your what what is the best cheese in your opinion? Uh, for me, as an Italian, I gotta go with mozzarella. Just the classic, on virtually everything, and uh, stringy and it's delicious. Good. It's and... good. It's good. <laughs> And, you know, there's different levels of mozzarella. You know, there's great value Walmart bag mozzarella. Oh, God. Garbage. Blah. You have the fresh mozzarella. Oh. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Once you go to, like, fresh, good mozzarella, it's hard to go back. It's hard. It, you can't, really. All right, Micah. I saved I saved the best for last. What do you, what do you think is the best cheese? That you cheese? did. I think the best cheese is a cheese you take and throw into the trash where all <laughs> cheeses belong in the you don't trash. Like, wait, wait, you don't like pizza? 
I do like pizza. Well, then you have to eat mozzarella. Without the cheese. What? That's not pizza. That is cheeseless pizza. Okay, I I got a question. What do you think is the most important ingredient for a pizza? (laughs) The cheese. No, it's the bread. No, well, that's all. bread is just sauce and things. Oh, my God. And then it's the sauce. Very, very between between our disrespect towards Xenoblade and now to cheese, I feel like we have permanently broke Barry. He's it's not it's gonna not, ever not, come back. Not disrespect to cheese. It's just disrespect to the pizza. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know where you are. You said you're East Coast, but I mean, if you ever I'm, walk I'm West into, Coast, oh, you're West Coast. He's, he's West okay, Coast. that that explains it. You walk into New York City and you say, <laughs> "Cheeseless pizza is the best." You're liable to get shot. I've done that before. Oh, you have. <laughs> and you live to tell the tale. And I live to tell the tale. And the you workers, the man, workers look at at him and uh, are like. <laughs> oh, man. I, so, okay, like, so I respect you. I have been friends with Micah for a long time. Micah, you had some sort of like negative experience with cheese as a kid, right? Like that. Was, yeah, that I was... ate it and I was like, wow, cheese is gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have have not really like you've you've given it tries since you you still don't like it i have i have given it i have tries tried since. i have tried cheeseless pizza and it's pretty good i will say it's you, actually decent. you know what it is it's a breadstick dipped in, in marinara sauce that's with all the other good ingredients i mean what is a breadstick if not the once you dip it in marinara oh, sauce God. it's essentially a pizza <laughs> No, it's uh, no, bread no, 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 no. sauce. <laughs> it's not a pizza. I have That's a hard time. I have is. a hard time defending Micah's opinion on on cheese and and on pizza. But I I do like to throw in here that I I do love I do not love, but I I do like cheeseless pizza. But I I prefer it with cheese. I mean, let me, let me clarify. I do prefer pizza with cheese, but. I'll eat it. I'll eat it cheeseless. It's a, it's a whole different beast. You know, there's a, there's the a lot of people of that pizza. can't do that can't do cheese, right? Yeah, uh, like that's different. Intolerance. That's different than you know being. Yeah, I can't do it because I respect myself too much. Oh my oh god! My god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy. Well, you $2 know what? You do hero. you. As long as you're enjoying yourself, it's not pizza though. But that's okay. Oh, it's definitely pizza. <laughs> Two dollar hero, thank you for that question, and uh, hope you hope you liked that absolute hot take here. We learned I, oh, I, I, I do just gotta say, I essentially like there are only two things pretty much that I don't like on pizza, and that is the cheese and pineapple. Essentially, anything else, and it's good. Yeah, I like that's pineapple. a whole nother conversation. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to start another I don't want to start another war here on what is pizza. Um. <laughs> that's so great thank you so much for the question two dollar hero so let's let's head to the next question here from knock on on not on twitter on discord asks hey guys could you rank the zelda games from least favorite to most favorite not all of them but the main ones and i did actually uh forward a link to knock the episode Micah and I did where we did rank all of the Zelda games, but that list was a combined list. So right now, I think let's do uh, what do you guys say? Top three, top five for each of us. Like like what what are our favorite games in the series? Uh, I'm I'm quickly typing up a list of all. Of them. Yeah, top three. <laughs> top three requires less thinking on my part. Top. Three. 
Well, let's <laughs> do let's now. do let's do top five. We'll do top five, and you you if you want to throw in honorable mentions, you, you can. Um, That's fair. Do you do you have your list ready, Barry? You you go first. I, you know, I actually do have my list ready. All right. So for me, number five would okay. be Zelda One, the original Legend of Zelda. Okay. It, you know, it doesn't it doesn't have all the modern amenities that came later, but it really set the groundwork for where Zelda came about. It was the first game with saved features, uh, really started a whole genre, uh, and and was really like you know the, one of the first open ended you know games you really can explore. You can do dungeons out of order. Just a classic. Uh, number four. I am going to go with Link Between Worlds on the 3DS. I can uh, see I can see where your list is heading. It's going to be very different than mine. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, yeah. just just I like the ability to to rent or purchase items to allow you to go in dungeons in any order. I love the turning flat and using the puzzles around that and the low rule and high roll. Uh, it really turned the conventions from a link to the past what we all knew on its head and I thought it was a great adventure. Uh, uh, definitely a more modern adventure. Number three, I'm going to go with Link to the Past. Uh, truly a remarkable game. Again, you're going to have some some angry folks here. Uh, we have a no. a whole ton of people that like Link to the Past is number one. Undeniable. There's nothing wrong with that. Link yeah, to the Past was game. was Link to the Past was my number one title for a year, uh, and it was a really really great game, and it's still a great game, and. You know, I like I like the added Four Swords content, which most people have never played. Uh, but yeah, Link to the Past, it's classic, hands down. It's a fantastic so game. This is the thing with ranking Zelda games is that there is no such thing as a bad oh. Zelda game. No, there isn't. Uh, all of them are good. You know, like the most the most questionable might be um Triforce Heroes but that I was, enjoyed Triforce Heroes but that was still a good game yeah that's, that's what it says. So like every game is really good exactly yeah. so number two I'm gonna go with Breath of the Wild uh this I mean it's a masterpiece everyone knows it there's not much to say but Breath of the Wild is it also helped me during a very tough time in life and just allowed me to escape and it's just a, a real master again another masterpiece it's just you know, it says again another whole like subgenre, you know, uh, in a, in the sense of uh, you know, oh, this is Breath of the Wild like, you know, Genshin Impact, Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Uh, there's a bunch of games like that now. Uh, do a quick some honorable mentions before number one. Uh, I'm gonna say Four Swords, uh, Four just swords, because a yeah. it's it's overlooked. So many people like put the Zelda games and they go Four Swords Adventures. I'm like that's a different game than Four Swords. Uh, for I I had that in college. We played that a lot, you know, in our dorm rooms. Uh, multiple GBA is just a ton of fun. Four Swords was, you know, if you didn't have players, it wasn't as fun. But with players, it was great. Uh, I'm also gonna give honorable mention to Wind Waker. Uh, just a, a truly fun experience that uh, you know, got better with the Wii U version. And uh, my number one pick. I'm sure there's people out there like going, oh, it's got to be Ocarina of Time. It's got to be Ocarina of Time. Mask. And it's not. It's Link's That's Awakening, right. which should have been hinted at when I said uh, Link's okay. of the Past is my, my favorite for a year because Link's Awakening came out the next year. Link's Awakening <laughs> okay. was was 
just a somber game. It it really turned all Zelda conventions on its head. It took you in a new direction where you assumed, oh, it's going to be like Link to the Past. And in many ways it was, but in many ways it wasn't. And just by the time you got to the ending, you were just floored. And uh, to answer your question, all versions. The Game Boy version was classic in its own right and, and is still a ton of fun, especially because you could do with some glitches to really mess around with it, like the uh, the zone glitch where you can like start moving and quickly press like select, and then you back out and you're on the other side of the next screen, uh, which can get you into all kinds of weird trouble. Uh, the DX version added the colored dungeon and the, the camera features, which was cool. And then the Switch remake was fantastic. The graphics are beautiful. The uh, Dungeon Maker was a lot of fun, even if it was limited. Uh, and it was, it was a faithful remake. And it was wonderful to be able to experience that again. And like all the little cameos, you know, with, because, you know, you have the Mario characters, you've got Kirby, yeah. you've got, you know, Sim City in, in there with Mr. Wright. You've got, you know, the Prince Richard from the uh, game that never came over into America. Just as a classic, the, the ability to take it on, you know, on the go was this wow, wonderful, big adventure you could take on the go really impacted me as a child. And Bow to the Windfish is hands down the best Zelda piece put to music. I'll stand and die in that argument. Man, I... That is... Oh, shoot. I hit a sound effect here, trying to hit numbers on my notes. Um, the... That that is that is really cool because I don't think I have heard someone give that as their number one. I know a lot of people really like Link's Awakening and will sing its praises, but it's just so overshadowed by games like Breath of the Wild, Ocarina of Time, yep. Wind Waker. Um, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, Micah, you want to give you want to give your top five here? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's been too long since I've played a lot of at least the older. 2D Zelda games for me to rank them too high. But I I will put Oracle of Seasons slash Oracle of Ages as five. That's a game. They're two different games, though. Yeah, I mean, they're close enough. They're nowhere near close enough. <laughs> they're two different games. They're relatively close. But uh, he's, I mean, he's just yeah. cheating to get two onto the top <laughs> five. <laughs> That's what he's trying to do here. He's trying. I played, through, I played through both of them like a couple times back in the day. Um, definitely enjoyed that. Um, I don't know my fourth. I might put Skyward Sword. Just I I enjoyed the motion controls. I thought they were pretty fun. They made the game unique. A lot of people didn't like them, but yeah, it's too bad for them. <laughs> <laughs> You, I mean, Michael, we're we're learning tonight that you were a fan of controls that nobody else liked. For real, though, I mean, I they, they, zero. they shake things up. As long as they are terrible when they shake things up, but <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think they were like literally shaking did. things up with the motion yeah. controls there. Well, you can play the the Switch version now and not use motion controls. Yep. Yeah. Um, number three, probably Twilight Princess. Just because it was good, I guess. <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> it was good. I, yeah, I don't have like any specific reasons why I thought that one was so good, but it was to me. Uh, number number two, I will go with uh, Wind Waker, which is, I feel like it's 
the original Breath of the Wild kind of. I feel like they take quite a few things from that and enhance them and make them better for Breath of the Wild. Um, and of course, since I just made that connection, Breath of the Wild is number one for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, this list doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all. This is, this is, but it's a good list. So you went definitely more 3D Zelda, which uh, yeah, it very very felt felt like went more for the like classic 2D style Zelda. Uh, yeah. all those, I just need all to those games, I just need minus to replay. Breath of the Wild. Or, I mean, I remember or having a lot of fun with Minish Cap as well. Minish Cap is a link to the past. That one had been so long since I played it though. So I'm gonna, I remember those ones being a, a blast. I'll quickly. But I don't remember through. them well enough to put them on my list. Do, do you have any honorable mentions you want to give? Or just those just two, essentially. <laughs> An honorable mention, Ocarina of Time. My honorable mention of it is it's not nearly as good as I thought it was. <laughs> Played through it recently. So Please. this is our thing going, Barry. I'm sure you, you know you've listened to a couple of our episodes, uh, so I'm sure you have heard mm-hmm. Micah smack on Ocarina of Time. It's just not that so good. You're about to be disappointed in my list. It's just friend. not that good. <laughs> so my list here. My number five is Skyward Sword. Uh, I actually really like Skyward Sword. I love the story behind Skyward Sword. I think that's probably the the biggest pull for me and probably some of the reasons that these are ranked the way they are because the gameplay uh, is very good if you, if you weren't too offended by the motion controls. And the HD port of this game is so good. It is so good. Uh, number four, a new entry to my list, Micah. Wind Waker is at number four for me, and it may move higher once I finish it. <laughs> I This is my first playthrough of Wind Waker, playing through Wind Waker HD on the Wii U, and it is fantastic. Holy cow, it is such a good game. And there's just, I mean, it instantly is better than Skyward Sword to me, because it's like Micah said. It's it's like a precursor to Breath of the Wild. Had the had the camera controls, has the pick up weapons, combat, the open exploration. The coral uh, leaf. Yeah, the coral leaf. The glider, which is way better than the glider in Skyward Sword. That was like barely a glider. That I yeah. I don't even know why they had that. It was like pull this out. It's it's just a stop you from falling button. It's really what it is. Um, number three. I'm going to put Ocarina of Time at number three. I hold a super special place in my heart. This is like, I, I always said it was like tied for number one, but the more I have thought about it, it's it's in the third spot for me. Because the more number, you realize it's not actually that good. Well, no, I, I like it a lot. I like, I like Ocarina of Time a ton. Uh, I do think it maybe hasn't aged as well as, like Wind Waker has aged so well. Holy cow! If, I mean, if they released Wind Waker today, I wouldn't even be—I wouldn't even bat an eye. It, it's just that good as is. Um. So yeah, the, that that Ocarina of Time maybe hasn't aged quite as well, but it is so good. Like the the dungeons are so memorable. The music, oh, the music, and and I really liked the story. Uh, even though some some would say like there isn't much there to it. It, yeah. it, you know, I was, my recent playthrough is just it was a lot simpler than I remembered it being. I remember I, being like really in depth. Yeah, I I think you really fill a lot of gaps. I think you fill a lot of gaps with your imagination in that game, like like what happened between young Link and adult Link, and the tr- the time travel mechanic. I, I mean, it was it was just a really cool concept, really cool, 
an absolute awesome jump into the 3D space for gaming, I, I think. Uh, and and a legend among most gaming. I, I mean, it, it like set the groundwork for 3D gaming. Uh, number two for me is going to be Twilight Princess. Uh, Twilight Princess is very good. It, I feel like it's a more refined Ocarina of Time. Uh, however, that introduction to that game is so long. It takes so long before you are Link hero in in the hero's garb and got the sword and like it just it's it's so slow probably the slowest introduction to a zelda game out of any and i think that's where a lot of for a lot of people it falls very low on the list if if you can make it past that it's going to be a really really fun zelda experience and again music the story is phenomenal uh the characters are all really really fun and cool uh yeah i i love it uh, but number one for me is very, very solidly Breath of the Wild. Uh, it, I love that game. I love, love, love that game. Uh, we, I saw in chat someone said that, you know, they missed traditional dungeons. I I do miss the traditional dungeons. I hope we see some of that in the sequel. But the gameplay for Breath of the Wild is perfection. In in my mind, I, I think that it is like the the perfect Zelda game to control and to play. Uh, and it's just so fun. The story in it's pretty good. It's not as good as some of the other games on my on on my top five. I I might even say it's probably one of the weakest stories among among these five. But uh, it's it's pretty good. Uh, it, I like I I love the open world exploration. It's a great callback to the original Zelda. There's so many references to so many other games. <sighs> I can I could just gush about how great Breath of the Wild is. And uh, I'm going to give an honorable mention to the sequel, which will probably take the number one spot when, when that comes out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've, I, also, I also want to give an honorable mention to uh, Link's crossbow training. Love that. Yeah, I, I was thinking maybe you put that on your list somewhere. <laughs> Num- number, one, number one, Link's crossbow training. It's it's a fun little game. It is so good. Yeah. I wanted more with the Wii Zapper. I felt like there there were a couple mini games in it where you are fully controlling Link in a 3D space mm-hmm. with that, and it is so fun. It is so fun and felt like this is where Metroid should go, and it kind of did, but not really. Uh, like I, I wanted a more more of that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for the question, Knock. Hope hopefully that's a, a good answer for for you there. Uh, we went pretty in depth there, so we'll move on to the next question here. Knock asks one more question: uh, If you could have one weapon or power up from any Nintendo franchise, what would it be? Mm. Who's going go first? Kirby's ability to eat whatever he wants and not gain weight. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> that is that is not an answer. That's thinking like, outside the box. Hands brain, down, the brain. best ability. Yeah, yeah, it is a really good yeah. ability. You know, I I gonna laugh because I was gonna say Kirby just in general the ability to fly, <laughs> to be invincible, to be able to steal people's powers, just just I have all the powers. Yeah, <laughs> I like didn't think of. Because I, I, I like really honed in on it. Like it has to be a weapon or a power up, like a thing you can hold, not like a character. 
so yeah, I, I went a different I'd, route. I could also go with the uh, Samus's ability to be like so calm and collected in different situations. <laughs> if, if we're gonna have to be like an actual item, I would be like, probably the twin hooks from Twilight Princess. Yes. I would kill myself. Be able to just okay. be like Spider Man. No, <laughs> we please Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo. I don't know. I'm sure you've already added this into Breath of the Wild too. But if I can ask for any one thing, it's the double hook shot. I want that in Breath of would, the Wild. I would actually so rather have like bad. a grappling hook, like from Wind Waker, but just let me throw that onto a whole bunch of things and just like swing. A uh, hook yeah, shot was so much trees. better. Just yeah. to be able to pull yourself right away. Yeah, being able, yeah, it, you but were the potential, the potential of swinging with a with a, a grapple? grapple hook. Oh, I think that would actually be really cool. So you could you could choose to retract, or you or it could turn into like the whip power up, and you could swing like a yeah, vine. So it's the best it, of both worlds. Dude. Yeah, essentially. Nintendo, this is a free idea. Uh, <laughs> please, please. Doug Bowser, I know you listen to the show. <laughs> Not like Doug Bowser gets to make those kinds of decisions. <laughs> no. Uh, but um, my pick, I, I came up with, I, I was I really struggled with this. I was like, oh, should I go for the Master Sword? Like, like there's not anything I Are can really Are you slaying use. any evil in your life? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say the Sheikah Slate. Oh, the oh. Slate from Breath of the Wild. It has it's all called the called a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and My some cell phones can't some spawn cell phones bombs. can blow up. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> is it a Samsung? Is it a Maybe. Samsung? Oh, that's too You know, good. If, if I didn't get, you know, sick, I would totally love the screw attack from Metroid, but the, I would be hurling so much. The, I just, the space jump. <laughs> with the space Wait, jump just, with the screw jumping? attack, you know. I didn't want anything that could make me fly. I, I feel like <laughs> I, I would actually be terrified to do oh, anything yeah. like that. Flying would be great. It's the landing would be the terrifying yeah, part. Yeah, the yeah. falling to your death <laughs> <laughs> when you panic. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for the two questions you, you sent in. Knock, we appreciate that. Um, if you want to, if you want to send questions for you to join up our Discord, links to that are in the description of the podcast. And if you're watching the live show, should be uh, should links should be appearing thanks to the Nintendo Pals Discord bot. Um, next question here comes from Solo Something, and uh, this one's directed towards Barry. Uh, is there a lot of extra overhead and marketing incentives involved in adding bonus stuff to a physical run release, like a soundtrack, CD, a book, keychain, etc.? Um, I mean, over you know, there's obviously extra overhead in terms of costs, because uh, all that stuff costs money, and there's actually extra overhead in terms of storage, because you know when you have s- product. That has to store somewhere, so it's stored in, in a shipping facility. And uh, the more you have, the more it costs per month to store. Uh, so there's definitely extra overhead. Uh, marketing incentives, I mean, it's it's all incentives for people to purchase a special edition. Every, every special edition, um, it's all incentives for you to get it. You want the soundtrack? Well, that's your incentive to upgrade. You want that steel book? Extra incentives. You want the art book? You want any cool stuff? Uh, that's the main incentive there. So it's a matter of finding a nice balance where you can really put some cool stuff with that, that look great and are good quality um, without breaking the bank. Because if you say, oh, it's going to cost me $20 to get this in here and I'm only going to charge you $20 extra, there's zero incentive for any company to do that because 
the fact of the matter is a company would go out of business if they sold everything at cost. They have to make a profit, otherwise they're not going to make it. Uh, that's just economics 101. So it's a matter of finding that happy balance. Uh, and sometimes that's easier said than done. Uh, there are definitely things we wanted to do, uh, and the cost was just too high. We couldn't justify it, so we had to say, all right, we need to do something else. Um, because we we need to make sure that we could at least add a little extra profit that we can then put back into the company to keep doing cool stuff. Otherwise, we're treading water at that point, and no company treading water is going to last. Uh, but we also want these incentives to be good for people. We want we want it to be cool stuff. We don't want to just like for us personally, we don't just want to throw something in an addition just to have something in an addition. We want to do something that we would love because we're collectors. So we want something really awesome in there that we would like to own for our own personal collection. And we, we definitely talk with the community and we, we pull the community sometimes uh, for bonus items. And we're always looking for new things and suggestions. But it all comes down to suppliers and costs. And, uh, you know, as if you're a big company, you have big contracts in play. Um, so those you know, you get better deals when you're a smaller company. A lot of, you know, other companies will like strong arm you like, oh, you're small. We can hit you up and charge you double because you have no choice but to pay it, uh, which certainly hurts. Um, is that what happened to the deluxe editions? Um, so the deluxe editions, uh, for anyone that, that does know premium edition games, uh, for our series one and two, we did a deluxe edition. Game with a hard co uh, cover, like a 180 page strategy guide, gilded and silver, beautiful. Uh, crawling the history of the games and the physical process as well as the whole game. Uh, plus bonus stuff, uh, Neo Geo case, a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, there's none in Series 3. One of the reasons is the state of the world. So the state of the world now is behind on everything. Like shipping is terrible. I'm sure people have experienced that. There's delays. Yep. So our deluxe for Robot Name Fight is going to be shipping quarter one 2022 expected and we have to say expected because the books are made overseas like we write you know jeff writes them here sends them to our plant overseas they're produced and then they have to come here well they come here on a freighter and what used to be you know two to four weeks is now two to four months if not longer um just in a delay because everything's backed up so we hate having people wait for that long to get their games. Uh, and plus, writing a book, you remember, you're writing a, a book, so that takes a lot of time. You can't just like go 180 pages like that. Like That takes a lot of time. A Robot Named Fights, uh, like Jeff worked with Matt, the developer, so that, that guide is right from the developer's mouth. You're going to get some really cool insider stuff that you're not going to get elsewhere. So that takes time to write as well. So when you factor in all those things, there's a huge delay in when Deluxe is shipped. And thankfully, we have very patient customers who know that these are worth waiting for. But at the same time, we hate, you know, people are getting their premiums and people are getting their retros. And people are like, well, I'd love to be able to play, but I'm stuck waiting on the Deluxe. And we don't want to feel like we're punishing people for supporting us and getting the, the best version of the game. So we, we decided to instead do a third game and, and put the resources towards that instead, which is significantly more expensive than doing a deluxe, doing a third game. But we just wanted to um, try something and see how it is. And it's not to say deluxes aren't going to happen. We have a Kickstarter project, Sunshine Anthology, that will have a deluxe. 
but all these are just incentives you know there's a there's a lot to it so when you look at any collector's edition or deluxe edition or special edition uh you know you have to factor in each item in there costs x amount of money and they had to get you know they're not always done in a different in the same facility mm-hmm. you know a keychain could be produced in one facility a manual and another an art book and another a soundtrack and another and then they all have to ship to a location to be assembled so that also costs money too because those have to be pieced together. So if someone says, oh, this collector's edition is limited to 5,000 units, and it's like this big box stuff, that means 5,000 of these have to be assembled by hand. Yeah, you're not getting you have like to... four packages. Here comes your keychain. Here comes your, here comes yeah. your game. So, like you so want you're... that all in a nice, a nice complete package. Exactly. Sure. So that costs money too because you have to pay for it to be assembled. So it's a lot of these costs that I think a lot of people don't realize exist. And I didn't even think about it until I got into the industry. But these are, in fact, costs and yeah. things that have to be factored into profit. So I have a follow-up question kind of in the, in the same line of thinking here. Do you guys ever add incentive-type things uh, like keychains, like know, stickers, uh, at, at a loss or at cost uh, in in these bundles to try and juice up the package? Or, we... or do you not do that ever. we haven't done it at a loss but we've done it at virtually breaking even in in some cases like okay. uh uh steel books hurt uh steel books are very expensive they were they were more expensive than we originally thought they were going to be which is why there's there's none right now in this edition where we're working on getting better rates if we can uh, but they are very expensive and they are minimum you know minimum two thousands uh, units in one facility and minimum 3,000 from a different facility uh, that do steelbooks. So that's a lot of steelbooks. So, you know, you're, you're paying quite a bit for them, which, of course, costs money. Um, what we do do is we do bonus incentives. So the deluxe of a robot named Fight, for example, there's a bonus item, <clears throat> completely bonus item. We did a poll in Discord. Uh, we said we were going to promise to do whatever we could to get the winning item as an additional bonus for everybody. Um, for Series 3, there is a bonus item with all of our releases for pre-orders. That's the standards and the, the retros. We haven't announced what it is. It's just a bonus item for, for thanking everybody for pre-ordering. You're just going to get it. So at $40 and $60, you're already getting a great value and on all the stuff. But then we're going to throw in something else. We're just not telling you what it is yet. You, it, we want it to be a surprise when people open their thing. But it's a free item, so whether you like it or not, you know it's going to you know not upset at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It can't please everybody. Some people may go, "Well, this is fantastic," or some people may say, oh, "I could have, I would have rather had this." Yeah, You're listen, getting it guys, for free. <laughs> whatever it is, yeah. it's better than the reward for completing the Pokedex in Pokemon. That's all, I'm <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> So yeah, there there are things like that, that we try to do, but but again, it all comes down to costs. It all comes down to what's feasible. Uh, I think uh, when we announced our deluxe for Pigeon Dev, we had stickers. We had, it was one of the items was a sticker, and if you buy it right now, the deluxe, you're not getting a sticker because when we were quoted it, it was something stupid, like like two or three dollars a sticker. Yeah, stickers are expensive to, right now to to put in or maybe it was like four dollars it was like what are you kidding me four dollars a sticker per edition I mean, you know we had a thousand of them so we have to multiply by... no like that 
that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, we were, uh, we, we were we, looking we into doing stickers for Nintendo Pals, and, and it was like, I, I was like appalled. I was like, what? Yeah. This is like, I could go buy a printer and the materials to make this for cheaper than like going yep. in and buying the. I, it was it was it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So and if there's something just, like that, it's just the the timing, right? Like you know, with the pandemic. Uh, and and everything being behind on shipping and manufacturing facilities being short staffed, there's yep. so many factors causing a lot of delays on things when we need those things the most, like shipping type stuff. Exactly, and so that means costs go up on everything. So uh, you'll very rarely see a company sell things at a loss. Um, you know, systems you'll see like you know the PlayStation, Xbox, specifically the Xbox. We're usually sold at losses. Nintendo doesn't sell their systems at losses, but uh, like I said, like we we we've sold almost breaking even at some points where we should have been like you know oh this should have been more expensive like we should have charged more but we're trying to keep our prices consistent at the moment with the forty sixty and a hundred for the deluxe. Mm-hmm. I can't say they're going to stay that way forever because if costs keep rising, we're at no choice but to raise them a little bit. Uh, just like everything else. It's like you go go to a restaurant and it's like, oh, this burger used to cost me eight bucks and now it's 10 bucks. Well, the price of all the ingredients went up. So the restaurant has to yep, yep. raise the price just to stay in business. I still miss the $1 McChickens. I miss the $1 menu and the McChickens were good. <laughs> <laughs> That's like exclusively what I get when I go to McDonald's. Um, solo something thank you so much for the question barry thanks for the answer like it's really i like learning about this stuff the behind the scenes kind of stuff uh if if you like hearing this kind of stuff definitely go out and subscribe to and listen to switch mania playcast uh i mean they're that's that's what they talk about they talk about all the behind the scenes uh what's going on for premium edition stuff premium edition games all that all all that jazz um Next question here comes from Frosticles. It says, what is your Nintendo Christmas wish list of games you may have missed out on this year? So are there any titles that you've thrown onto your wish list uh, that you, you want but, but haven't picked up yet? And Yeah, I guess we'll limit it to releases this year or recent. So no Breath of the Wild like I had. <laughs> My favorite Zelda game, guys. Oh, gosh. I've, I'm embarrassed I'll, to say that. I'll I, allow yeah, you to put I, Xenoblade Chronicles on there again. Yeah. Even though it was last year. <laughs> no, 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 so, yes, I'm putting it. Yeah, Definitive Edition. Xenoblade Chronicles, for sure, is is on, on my list. Um, I don't know. I've picked up a lot of what came out this year for Nintendo. You guys got anything? I'll, I'll quickly Google search here on what came out. Every game? <laughs> every game if, if I had the means I'd get every game no, but I mean I, I didn't get a Mario Golf which I want the, the new Mario Party haven't picked up I would also like that one WarioWare uh, the Monkey Ball mm. Mania I can't remember exactly what it's called Banana Mania Banana Mania yeah I would love I mean I had so much fun with those games, especially the first and second back in the day. I love that one as well. Yeah, I'll throw that on my list as well. Super Monkey Ball, Banana Man. Although I heard that one doesn't have online, which is a big bummer. They also ruined Monkey Target, just an FYI. 
Oh, did they? Like they destroyed it. That was like the best one. I know. What did they do? (laughs) They made it so like the gravity is like 150. Like you fly up there and if you have to like hold back on the analog stick at a perfect angle to slowly glide. Otherwise you sink. And even when you're doing it perfectly, you can still sink. Like if you just play monkey target, the way you normally play monkey target, you're not even reaching the goal. Like, oh, like that the, sounds the like sounds like the, they put the Wii version in. <laughs> oh, it's monkey. It's monkey two. Monkey ball two is monkey target. Yeah, but which, but, well, which is if not you as played good as monkey, monkey target one. on the Wii, it was horrible. <laughs> well, that that's what this is. Controls. Like if you Google like monkey banana mania monkey target, you'll see tons of complaints. So like oh, it's it ruined it. Yeah, just like most most of the games on my wish list are like games I could play online since. All my friends have been slowly spreading farther and farther away. Mm, sucks. Part of getting older. I'm, yeah. I'm in the complete opposite end of the country from him now. <laughs> traitor. Which is, a, which is a bummer. Which is a bummer. Uh, Barry, you got anything on your Christmas wish list? My stuff is actually just more old stuff because I'm one of those insane people, one of the few left that is going for a full english and u.s set for the switch because we have not despite how crazy it is have yet to jump off the bandwagon so i'm still sitting at 100 percent of the uh set that's in english and it is insane wow 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 that is incredibly impressive physical not digital physical yeah 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 no, no there's no way digital, <laughs> digital, digital my goodness you have to have a fortune oh my goodness <laughs> So so old stuff. So you're looking retro, right? Like like uh... more more retro, but uh, retro prices are going crazy. So it's more like stuff that no one talks about. Like I love the the history of things, the quirky things, the things that no one really like talks about. I'll, I will find fascinating because to me, if no one knows about it, it's a conversation piece. If it's yeah. like, oh, I have a copy of Super Mario Brothers 1, like it's a conversation piece because everyone shares a memory, but it's not like, oh, that's that's cool. It's it's I like the stuff that people go like, what the hell is that? I've never heard of this before in my life. And then I I love to be able to educate and talk about that part of the industry because there's a lot of forgotten parts, including the history of Nintendo. Yeah. So what what do you got on that list? Uh if you, if you want to show like games you're looking to to snag it's not necessarily games. It's more systems. Okay. Uh, just like a lot of special editions or forgotten about versions. Um, but I also like the stuff that uh, even before Nintendo got into video gaming, I collect. Uh, like one of the things they did, which I do have, uh, and I was thankful to be able to find one, is a home cotton candy machine that they sold in Japan that you could put in your kitchen and you could make cotton candy you know that has the funnel and everything sold nintendo made it just for your kitchen so you can have cotton candy at the home fresh cotton does candy it still work it, it does but i would not trust it <laughs> <laughs> but it works that is that is awesome that's super so cool. I, I like stuff like that you know like the, the stuff no one talks about and then it becomes like to me it becomes a conversation and an educational piece i just love history uh and yeah so i i Along those same lines, like like I said, I've I've picked up a lot of the big titles that I want this year. Uh, this is one of the first years that I feel like I've had expendable income to to do that kind of thing. So I've picked up most everything I want, uh, but some potentials on my Christmas wish list. I would say Game Builder Garage. 
Uh, it's not what I picked up because I knew I wouldn't really get a ton of playtime into it, but it, it looked interesting. It looked fun. Uh, I, I might get some flack for this one, but Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, was, was another why one. would you, get, you haven't got that yet? Well, just because I haven't picked it up yet. That's that's why. Because <laughs> oh. a lot of people, it, it was it was ranted and raved about, but I have never gotten into Monster Hunter. I was I, this was another one that I picked up at the, on the shelf at GameStop. Was like it's twenty five dollars. That's a pretty. It's been, it, that is a really good deal for Monster Hunter Rise. I should have made the jump, but again, talked myself out of it. I have too much to play <laughs> and not enough time. See, Rise I tried and I couldn't get into, but Hunter Stories 2, absolutely okay. loved it. Loved it. Amazing game. Yeah, so, okay, throw that one on my list too. Monster Hunter Stories 2. Let's let's put that on there. If uh, you like turn-based RPGs with, with like Pokemon Monster Hunt collecting, you'll love it. Uh, Nintendo DC Superhero Teen Girl. No, I'm just kidding. That's that. <laughs> that one's not on my list. Uh, but I, I was Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. I'm going to put that on oh. here as a, as a maybe. It's that was just that on sale, Best Buy. Yeah, it's one I was interested in, but felt like I, it, it you know, it's you can't not. betray Smash Brothers. Well, I'm not betraying Smash Bros, because I probably wouldn't play it. And that's why I ultimately decided not to pick it up. Um, and that's, You could always that's play the, the Warner Brothers version that's coming out next year for free. Yeah, but not to Switch. The Switch. Not the switch, which is really lame. But that one does look interesting. Here's the thing: we we talked about this in our our last episode, but none of these games are really going to be able to live up to Smash Bros. I, it, like it, they're all, you know, you look at these and you're like, yeah, it's a Smash clone, and that's that's unfortunate. I do feel like Brawlhalla and uh, some of these indie titles do a fantastic job, uh, and and. I actually heard Nickelodeon All Star Brawl was very good. But I heard that too. It looks like a Nickelodeon game, you know, like they just didn't quite—they're not quite hitting the aesthetic that Smash Bros. hits. <laughs> uh, and and then Brawlhalla took it a totally different direction. It's very stylized, but Nickelodeon All Star Brawl and Multiverses by Warner Bros. just look generic to me. They look like a game that I shouldn't pay full price for, which I won't be for multiverses. It's free, but <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like you go to, you go to the store and you see Mario Kart, and then you see Nicktoons Kart Racer, and they're both priced at the same price. Who's gonna pick up Nickelodeon Kart Racer? It looks it. You look at the cover art, and you're like, this is this is knockoff of the game next to it. Like it's yeah, Nickelodeon. I'll tell you who's gonna buy it. Parents of kids who love Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. And that's what it is. That's what they are. That's what they are. They're, they are just traps for parents to buy. <laughs> They're like, this is a not as good version of another game. Uh, but I am glad to hear that All-Star Brawl actually plays pretty well. It's, it's very fun. A lot of people really like it. So, yeah, that's that's it for me. That's it for me. Uh, thank you so much for the question, Frosticles. Next question here is from K9 Cantina. What game would you, without a doubt, purchase again just to have a physical release of it for the collection? Barry, we'll let you start with this one. This is this is this uh, is your thing. 
<laughs> well, since you know, pretty much I only purchase physical games. There's a a lot of games that I would love to see. Um, yeah, what do you want? What do you want? Physical. Yeah, what do you want to see? Um, what I would love to see, and if I had purchased the digital, I would absolutely double dip. Uh, well, first off, uh, Voice of Cards, I did purchase that digitally. I would I would double dip on that physical. Uh, I'd love to see the Famicom Detective Club games that Nintendo just put out uh, released physically as a nice two-pack, but Nintendo still won't answer my calls. Um, <laughs> I would love to see the Fire Emblem uh, 1 that they did digitally and then removed. I would love to see that physically put out. Uh, since that's now gone, you can't even, even came download with a it. physical good. I know, and uh... it was just a code. It was such a waste, <laughs> and it's so, so insulting. Uh, if they put a physical card in there, man, that would have been amazing. But yeah, yeah. But you can't even download it. So I'd love to get the physical and preserve the English version of that. Uh, Square is a big caveat here. There's the Star Ocean games uh, that are there that are digital only. Uh, you know, I'd love to see those. The Obviously, uh, Final Fantasy 15 had the pocket edition. I'd love to get that physical. Uh, if they do the Final Fantasy... Um, the pixel remasters if they ever come to switch i'd love to get those in a physical compilation yeah yeah that would be really uh, good act razor uh ghosts and goblins the remakes of those i would love to gosh get now that you're going physical. through this list i'm like holy and, cow there's and, a lot and that should what like, what i would absolutely love is if it was ported to the switch and then released physical are the konami rebirth games which were WiiWare and now gone so if you don't have them downloaded you can't play them you get castlevania gradius you contra uh yeah, yeah those like, are so good too so good so good let's get a, a physical collection uh, preserve this stuff because if scott pilgrim taught us anything you know we we really need to not have digital only especially for these big games because they can go away and they can be gone and yes scott pilgrim is back that took a lot a lot to finally get it and even when ubisoft announced it coming back they didn't announce the physical which was the biggest slap in the face uh thankfully limited run was able to to do that and now have it physically but that that should be a warning flag that and I'm not an advocate against digital releases. I'm an advocate against digital only releases. I think giving people the choice and for definitely pres preservation, you know, complete on cart games or complete on disc games for those systems. Uh, absolutely. Hands down. Should be. Uh, well, that's a better answer than I have. I, I think I, I'm going to say a Spelunky one and two pack. For mm. a physical release, uh, for the I think Switch. that's coming physical. I believe it is, so I think I will double dip on that. <laughs> uh, especially since we got a review copy for that one, so so it won't really be a double dip. It'll be a single dip into the physical. I love those games. I think they're that they. I, I would I would get a physical version of that. Um, yeah. I, I think that's all. I'll just give that one for my answer. Besides all the things, very list. I mean, there all of those really do deserve a physical release, especially the more retro style games. Like, here's the thing: if you're releasing a retro game remake, it, you 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 kind of gotta pay that homage to the the physical cartridge that they originally came on and if you're doing digital only releases of those it really is a bummer i mean like especially since there are companies like uh like berries like like limited run like you, you, there, there's a there's a bunch now that do these these uh 
limited uh, physical release games and like tap into those guys. Like the big guys can tap into those. I, I feel like I feel like you guys would like yes. jump for joy if Square was like, hey, could you do <clears throat> voice of cards for us? Like, oh, God, in a heartbeat. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, like, why? Why not? Why not uh, Let's, utilize those? Because see, that's an, yeah, that was because that's another thing is you, you mentioned limited production companies like we're actually not that we, we do a, a, a production order we do open pre-orders um but we're not opposed to reprints down the line if there's enough interest like a lot of these companies are one and done you missed out screw you we're not opposed to that if there's enough interest so it's really interesting to see the interest in physical games it's growing there there is a you know definitely an interest in that and yeah voice of cards hands down Yoko yeah. Taro, I'd love to talk to him and <laughs> get that going. That would be super cool. That would be super cool. Uh, Micah, you got an answer for this one? Uh, yeah, don't hate me, Barry, but I don't think there are any games that I'll double dip just for the collection factor. There's nothing wrong with that. Everyone collects differently. <laughs> Everyone plays differently. I mean, I do think collections and having collections are really cool, but I'd essentially rather put that money towards getting new games to play. And you know what? That's perfectly fine. Look, yeah. I, I'll hate on you for not playing Xenoblade. I'll hate on you for your cheeseless pizza bowl. But I will not hate on you for enjoying your games the way you want to enjoy them and play. What if in uh, some cooking game I made cheeseless pizzas? Well, you know, as long as it's not mining <laughs> Bitcoin, then you're good to go. Oh, man. I, the thing is, Mike and I actually do buy a lot of our games physical. Uh, just out of yeah. practice i i get I, everything yeah, I, I prefer Nintendo physical first. essentially indie games are all digital for the most part yeah but yeah. most things, everything else things not physical. available yeah yeah for sure it's and i think i think that's where a lot of people are and so when a physical version is available and especially when it's available day and date when a game launches that's so nice uh yeah that's that that's the way i'll go for sure uh most of the time Unfortunately, like Barry alluded to earlier, a lot of games are not even truly mm -hmm. a physical release because then you have to download day one patches and like Pokemon. Pokemon well, is... that's that's one of those <laughs> things where I don't mind waiting for a game as long as the physical is complete. Yeah, because um, a lot of times games don't don't launch complete or, or they have updates uh, and a lot of uh, was a Hollow Knight waited to do a physical and all the DLC was done. Uh, they're doing that with Cuphead, uh, yep. which still has yet to announce uh, when the physical is actually coming. I have respect for that. I don't mind when a game launches digital only just to be announced. There's a physical coming later. We're making sure all the bugs are done because a lot of games launch with bugs, too. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, all the patches done, all the content done. You're getting the complete package. Uh, to me, that is awesome. That is the way it should be. Yeah. Uh, it as long as it's announced as like this is in, yeah. in the plans, because a lot of them there is nothing, and so you're like, well, I well, guess I kind of have to pick up that, the digital because it's not going to. That be depends on the developer. If the developer is not a physical developer uh, or a physical publisher, you know, like the the, the digital distribution, the right. digital publisher right, is right. doesn't do physical themselves, they won't announce it. They have to get partnerships. So, for example, like we did Super Blood Hockey as our first game. Well, the digital. Uh, publisher of that is Digirati Games. So Digirati and, and us, we had a talk 
and we we agreed to go ahead and do the physical. So they didn't know about it at the launch because they they don't do physicals. They shop their games around to physical publishers, and then the physical publishers then pick them up and and make the magic happen that way. So it's almost impossible to do it at launch with some of these games, unfortunately. Except Kickstarter, Kickstarter games, you're able to do that. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, K9, thank you so much for the question. Uh, let's head to. We got two more questions here, and then we'll close out the show. Spider Shan asks, with the update to Mario Golf, do you feel it is complete, or is there anything you think is still missing? Also, why do you think that Nintendo keeps announcing last free update on things? I don't remember other companies doing that sort of thing. Uh, I, you know, that is a good point on this, on the second, the second half of that question. It seems to be kind of a new thing that Nintendo is doing. And I think it's to curb expectations. Um, as that'd be my guess because constantly people are asking for DLC for new, this for new, that, uh, I mean, I mean, I don't recommend going and looking at Nintendo's Twitter, but if you look in the comments, it's like new smash bros fighter. When? I mean, they're they're done, <laughs> so, so stop asking that. But uh, you, you know, like just constantly asking and wanting those. So setting the expectation up front, like we're doing this DLC, it's the last one. Uh, that's that's the uh, that I think I think that's a good thing. The openness in that communication, the way that they phrase it as last free update, though, always to me makes me think automatically like oh there's going to be some paid dlc coming <laughs> I, 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 wonder, I although i wonder sometimes i say that just in case they decide to add in some paid yeah like as a like oh, keep the option open that if we do it's going to be paid I, I yeah i don't know uh the first half of the question I, I guess i'll i'll give my answer i feel like mario golf is a complete game right now i do think it could have more stuff to it but what's there, it's complete to me. I feel like there's enough game there to get a f your full money's worth of time out of. I mean, if you if you equate time to money, which I, I really don't in my gameplay, I felt I felt like with the addition of New Donk City and uh, they added another snowy course. I can't remember what that was called. I felt like at that point, the game was solid. Uh, maybe at launch, the map, there wasn't quite enough courses for for my liking i think it maybe needed a little bit more so these these new two two new courses are just extra to me to me as far as as completeness for the game uh for me i didn't play mario golf uh so but it's you hard have for it. me to answer <laughs> i have it i have it i just haven't played it uh to answer the first part i guess anything that people would want uh, more is always good uh, in terms of new courses, new players, new modes, uh, because all that stuff is optional. So more the merrier. <clears throat> As for the second, uh, I'm with you. I think I think the openness and the honesty is really good. Uh, let them let you know, hey, there's no more coming. Like this is it. You know, put the game away after you're done. Uh, That's what you're getting. And if there's paid DLC afterwards, we didn't lie to you. We just said that was the last free. Um, it's kind of like when, you know, people were mad at Nintendo for the 3D All-Stars. 
is stopping print by March 31st, 2021. People are like, oh my God, why do you make a physical game limited? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, here's a fun fact. Every game physically is a limited print run. Every game is. <laughs> at There's some no point, they, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at, at some point, they stop producing. They just told you when. I mean, if the game if a game keeps selling a lot, like, you know, Animal Crossing is still being produced, but eventually they're going to stop. And some games only get one print run. And historically, those are the ones that are worth a lot of money in the secondhand market because there's fewer out there. Uh, you say, oh, Animal Crossing is going to, you know, there's like 30 something million Animal Crossing New Horizons. There's plenty of them out there. So it's going to, you know, be worth it's whatever it's worth. But some games only get a small print. And when they only get a small print, there's fewer out there. I mean, it's economics. So if Nintendo is going to be continuing being open and honest, I'm I'm all for that. I think that's great. Keep that honesty. Keep that communication. When they take away digital games like 3D All-Stars and Fire Emblem, then they're just being stupid. <laughs> it doesn't really make any sense. You are right in that regard. Micah? Yeah, I, mean, I, I haven't played it either, so I can't really judge the first half. But I, for the second part, I, I kind of wonder if sometimes they're just like, yeah, there aren't going to be any more free updates. So all y'all who are waiting for more updates for it to be worth it to buy it, you might as well just buy it now. Or don't bother, essentially. But yeah, I, I do like how they let us know. They're yeah. also timing it with the holiday season. See, perfect. Yeah, Like you just it's said. A marketing ploy. Might as well buy it now. There's nothing else coming. That was a fantastic question from Spider Shan, uh, given to us by, on Discord. Thank you so much, Spider Shan. Last question here from Rizzle asks, what is your favorite snack for a long gaming session? Now, let's not say cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be disgusting. Oh, man. Uh, Micah, you want to take this one first? What do you? What do you? Uh, yeah, um, my favorite snack for long gaming sessions. I mean, it can't be. There can't be like too much sugar or candy base because that starts to get a little. I feel a little sick if I eat too much of that. Mm. So my preferable long gaming snack is a uh, frozen blueberry ego waffles. You just eat them straight frozen. Frozen? Yeah. Oh yeah, frozen. They're like a delicious popsicle. Oh my! It's so weird. It's so delicious. You know, you not liking cheese <laughs> uh, is starting to make a lot more sense now. This explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of your taste in waffles. That's I mean, it's that's... they are delicious. You got to try it. It's it's a nice way to keep cool in the summer heat. I'm just going to take your word for it. You keep enjoying it. I'll have my waffles toasted. <laughs> oh, you're missing out, yo. Toasted ego waffles are fantastic fantastic gaming snack as well so that's good uh for me i i i'm i'm following your your logic a bit here micah you, you don't want something too sugary because you don't want to like overdo it on the sugar intake i don't want something sticky right and or too uh or, or have too, too much messy. of that, that like seasoning powder or something like that like cheetos no go mm -mm. doritos nope there's like because you get that on your controller, I mean, it's just it's just not good. So I'd probably go with like a lightly, very lightly buttered popcorn. 
because it's 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 something long term that's going to fill you up uh, and give you like the the crunch and the flavor, but not be quite as messy as something as like chips. That's my that's my go to. I th- I'd say like pro- so if I, if I get like microwave popcorn, that's going to be too messy. So it has to be something that you like home pop, like a like a home pop popcorn popper. Yeah. Barry, what do you got for us? What's your what's your gaming snack? <clears throat> I don't have one. Uh I don't snack when I game because whatever I eat, it's going to make my hands dirty or messy or sticky or and I don't want to screw up my controller. So I I can sit there for hours and I just if I'm focused in on a good game and a good RPG or something, I don't need a snack. I'll, maybe a you bottle know, of water. Is- this is how we solve world hunger right now. Yeah. yeah. Just make everybody Give everyone gamers. video games. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I set my meals and I don't usually snack in between meals. So I'll stop, you know, push pause, go have my lunch. I'll eat my lunch, you know, and then wash my hands afterwards and you know, brush my teeth and it. then I'll go back to I it. I have like no rhyme or reason to when I eat. It's when yeah. I get hungry. <laughs> and me, it seems I, to differ vastly. I am a constant snacker and I, I feel like I do have to eat while I game. I, or or I, I I mean I just I just I don't know I don't know why I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why I do it but yeah that's it's it's, probably it's like healthier when going to the not. movies <laughs> you know I see so many people go to the movies like I have to hit the concession stand I'll go to the movies go right to my seat I don't eat anything during the movie I'm just good yeah I mean I wouldn't mind eating things during the movie if they didn't cost like yeah. ten thousand times as but, much <laughs> but at least like movies tv stuff like that like there i will i will eat while watching because i don't need to use my hands at all i'm right. literally just watching yeah. but when i'm playing a game it, you know even especially if it's competitive yeah i can't take my hand off the controller yeah yeah i actually also don't really eat that much while gaming and it definitely has to be something that doesn't mess up your hands i'm a i'm a i'm a loading screen snacker that's my that's my <laughs> my uh when the loading screen hits you you start shoveling it in k9 puts a new point too like going to the bathroom during movies sucks so if you don't eat or drink during the movie and you just focus on it you don't have to get up that's or you true. just bring diapers that's then you can do what you want yes you could absolutely <laughs> use adult diapers if you really really need to that's uh that'll be an adventure that i will not be partaking in with micah uh well with with <laughs> adventures partaking my speaking of adventures with micah uh that is a wrap on our our episode here but before we go i wanted to give a chance for barry to uh you know shout like plug all your stuff shout out yourself here uh tell nintendo pals fans and fellow friends and pals where to find you and your stuff <clears throat> absolutely uh, so on Twitter, you could find me at Hawk Hellfire. So please feel free to follow, uh, send send DMs. I love to just talk video games and and uh, gaming history, and uh, always up for and he chatting checks, and making he new checks friends. his DMs just to clarify where yes. I don't. So. <laughs> yes, I, I do check my DM. Uh, you could also find me uh, with Nintendo Fuse at NintendoFuse.com and YouTube.com/slash Nintendo Fuse, as well as you know Twitter and Facebook at Nintendo Fuse. Uh, we do our podcast bi-weekly uh, every other Monday, and uh, our next show is going to be December 6th, which is going to be our final one for 2021. It's our big game of the year episode where we do uh, all our rankings. So in our Discord, we do have a Discord where you can join. We do ask everybody their rankings, and we're going to we make a big event of it every year. It's a lot of fun uh, just to reflect back on the previous year. And then premiumeditiongames.com. 
uh, you could absolutely go there and right now purchase our Series 3. They will end on December 16th. That is the last day to be able to pre-order uh, these three titles. That's Cathedral, Phenotopia Awakening, and Mighty Fight Federation. So do not miss out. The retros are very limited, uh, and uh, the, the premium so, standards are open pre-order. Uh, when this podcast goes live, uh, this is mon- that will be Monday the 29th uh, on the okay. podcast platform. So for those listening to the this day one, you have a little less than three weeks to go out and and pick pick that up. Um, yeah, so you still have time. So you, uh, time, you could also find. Yeah, don't much. miss out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you could also find us on Twitter at Premium Edition One. Uh, we do also have a Premium Edition Discord, so please feel free to join that. We have like a suggest a release channel in there, uh, so we do want to hear your your thoughts because we miss a lot of games. Phenotopia Awakening, for example, was brought to us by somebody else. Somebody else alerted us to it, and now it's coming to fruition. So if there's a game you want to see made physical let us know and you know we can't promise everything but we will do our best uh to make it a reality uh we also have a twitch that we just started our good buddy uh teammate frank is uh doing that i just joined him last night as of the time of this recording we did our you know our second stream and we're just having some fun there too um but the whole premium edition team is uh just we're, we're all thankful to everybody What's who does the, support uh, us? What's the Twitch tag on that? Like, what's... Uh, I think it's just twitch.tv slash premium edition games, I believe. All right. Sweet. Is, uh, Easy to find. Yes, pre- premium edition games. That's what it is. So, uh, you know, thank you so much to, to you know, having me here and, and to everybody who's choosing to support us because we wouldn't exist without everybody. Yes. Uh, speaking of not being able to exist without everybody, I, I do want to right now give a huge thanks to everybody that has been listening to our show, um, who's gone out and left the podcast a five-star review, has gone out and subscribed to our YouTube channel. We are working extra hard to grow our YouTube channel and our Twitch channel, uh, and we can only do that with your help. So thank you, thank you, thank you to those that have. Uh, this is the first week micah in like five weeks that we have not had a new five-star review uh so the streak the streak is broken but let's bring it back y'all we have 40 percent of our listening audience uses uh apple podcast so and i know and there's no way that that 40 percent has all left us a five-star review so just go down and do it it's real quick you're already here just go in and just boop Five stars. Yep, pretty good podcast. Awesome. And yeah, yeah, that, that's where that's where you 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 throw those five star reviews. It helps us get it helps us move up in the rankings. Helps us get seen by awesome people like Barry, who found our show, follow, started following us, and uh, jumped on here. And we're super <laughs> grateful that you came on, shared some absolutely awesome gems that you guys are working on, uh, putting out there in physical releases and and really cool projects. Uh, so again, huge thanks, Barry. Thank you for coming on. And uh, thank you for having me. Please, 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 everybody listening, go check out Premium Edition Games, uh, and all of Barry's projects, all his all his podcasts, and all that stuff. Yeah, you just have so many things to plug. It's so great. I love. Yeah, it. I didn't even talk about the Switch Mania Playcast, which we do as a weekly show, which is the Premium Edition team where we do actually do uh, behind the scenes uh, stuff. 
uh, for like all the premium edition stuff. Plus, we do a game of the episode, uh, which is like a game of the week, like a book club that we talk about as well. And so y'all are you could about to do your 100th episode, or is it? 50? We 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 are we were actually about to do our 100th episode. We actually filmed or recorded our 101st because all three of us couldn't be there and we want to have all three of us for 100. So we're going to see how many episodes we go past 100 before we go back to 100. <laughs> but you, you could actually listen to it on, on all podcast streams, just like Nintendo Fuse, you could find us on all podcast streams. And on premiumeditiongames.com, there's actually a banner on the top for the Switch Mania Playcast. And in addition to that, we also have some of our panels from, from shows are, are being uploaded there. So if you can't go to some conventions, you can still... Uh, listen in on some of the panels yes and that is a very very cool show that's where that's where i listen to very but i will definitely be checking out nintendo fuse after this because you know i listen to a lot of nintendo podcasts um and it's an absolute blast uh mike am i forgetting anything you can follow us if you want to follow us we're at nintendo pals on twitter we're at nintendo Pals podcast on instagram and tiktok and please 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 hop over to our youtube channel give us a sub and also to our twitch to drop a follow over there we're speed running our way to 200 followers on twitch and hopefully get that soon it's just going up so with that we'll turn it over to barry give us a, a closing remark here just remember that if your pizza has no cheese it is You're not pizza Oh, thank you so much, Barry, and we'll talk to y'all next week.